The Jack of All Nerds is recorded by a live studio audience. Come knock on our door. Come knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. It's 8 p.m., kitties, and you know what that means. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? You shall not pass without a major credit card. Fantasy hotline. These are the voyages of the starship Arkham Asylum. Its continuing mission to wreak havoc on strange new worlds. Mondays on the CW. Supergirl. Starring Superman. Are you the doctor? Uh, no, I'm the nurse. Where is he? Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show! <laughs> Welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio, our first show of 2017. Woo! Oh yeah! Yeah. Uh, we're actually all woo girls now. I don't know if you know. Woo! 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 That's right. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell, and uh, I fired all the old co-hosts and brought in an entirely new team. We've got John, Paul, George, and Ringo in the booth. I'm Ringo, and I'll play the drums. <laughs> God. That's actually one of my favorite Family Guy sketches. Oh, uh, look, Ringo wrote a song. I'm going to put it right here in the refrigerator so everybody can see. Oh, thanks, Yay! guys. <laughs> uh, joining me, as always, uh, although usually not shoveling chili dogs into his face. It's, it's very. It's a rare occasion. You know, just every other night once he's done so here. How rare? 2017! <laughs> just happy to be alive. Yeah, we made it, guys. Yeah. We made it. Was it was kind of a touch and go there for a second. It was. I that wasn't last sure. Week. I wasn't sure. As soon as it crossed the countdown, I was like, oh, Jesus, thank you. And I don't even believe in him. Uh, yeah, Mr. Derek Murray. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, who's hey. guy? Well, are you talking to them? You're talking to everybody. Just in general, <laughs> the, the people just, out there in the radio know, sphere, just the guys, the, the guys. Radio land. Look, this is just for the guys, ladies. <laughs> Close your ears. Okay. Go back into the we, kitchen. We got a special night for all that. Anyway, <laughs> guy love. <laughs> also joining us tonight, uh, very very special guest in the studio, like this this guy, the man, the myth. The legend. Oh my gosh. Uh, one of the, oh no, the one bar's of, already super what? high. <laughs> Don't fuck up. Scale uh, it down a bit. Sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you, no one's funnier. <laughs> no one's greater. Oh god, oh no. Sorry, we've got a real meager individual for you on the show tonight. Uh, one of the hosts of Ready Bet Go on the, it's a Twitch for yeah, Geek and Sundry, right? Yeah. And also one of the co-hosts of the Doctor Who companion show on the Nerdist Network. Mm -hmm. Jesus, you like work for all the Seriously. cool places. <laughs> Thanks, man. Seriously. He's everything we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day soon. <laughs> Mr. Matt Acevedo. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. Welcome uh, 2017. Thanks for having me on. It's really, I'm really happy to be here tonight, yeah, Thanks guys. for coming back, man. We love having you. Yeah, I, try, I try to come out when I can, man. It's, yeah. I mean, so, don't get too excited when I say we love having you. As soon as Derek's finished with the chili dog, he's going to eat you. <laughs> no! No! It's a new thing I'm trying in 2017. <laughs> I, I was wondering, like, you were looking at me, like, up and down. Like, this isn't normal. You started this going isn't... in for the chili, and I was like, you know what? You go ahead and leave that on there. I'm having an old friend for dinner. 
fava beans. <laughs> also joining us, Mr. Etiwanda Roadhouse, Mike Glennie. I like that name better than Mike Glennie. <laughs> just, just Mr. Roadhouse. Just Mr. Roadhouse? That's Mr. Roadhouse. <laughs> no, because every time you say it, Mike, fucking Derek's going to be like, Roadhouse. Perfect. That would be great if I walked around the world. And every, every time someone called me, Derek pops up behind my back. And can, can I just say that my one big regret over this holiday season wasn't being able to finish my opus and that was the 12 days of Roadhouse. <laughs> I've got it started. I've got it started. On the first day of Roadhouse, my true love gave to me a Swayze doing Tai Chi. <laughs> Just, you know, we got to come together as a group and make it happen. I think I think we do. I think 12 days of Roadhouse we definitely all, needs to happen. A whole year to plan. Let's get us going. <laughs> And also in the booth, Mr. Danny Anthony. Hi, how's it going? Hey, there's a creepy little chihuahua. Has that always been there? No, I think it's new. I like, it's got bobblehead. Oh, it's a bobblehead chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. A, ch- a chihuahuablehead. I- <laughs> Quiero Taco Bell. Is that what it is? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's weirding me out, man. Anyway. It should. So tonight on the show, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're changing it up. That's right. <laughs> 2017! Woo-hoo! New year, new we're, me. We're doing the entire show in sign language, guys. Let's get it started. Format change. <laughs> um, no, so we didn't have a show last Sunday because it was Christmas, obviously. Um, but, uh, and, and obviously, so now, we are going to be able to talk about Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, we nice. We couldn't talk about it the week before Christmas because it had just come out. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big no-no. Um, and, uh, yeah. So it's it's made lots of money. People seem to enjoy it. We're going to find out if everyone here enjoyed it or not. Um, there's only really one wild card. I know how most people felt about it. <laughs> I don't know how Mr. Roadhouse feels about it. But I know he was like, hey, if you're going to talk Rogue One, I want to be on. So, I, I be so want to just be like, I loved it. And then that's it. That's <laughs> else. All right, I can go now, right? Yeah. It was you. all right. I'm done. <laughs> um, but before we do that, uh, I guess we should talk about the people that allow us to be here. Well, one of them's already here. So. That's true. That's well, true. We were talking about him yeah. just so, now. We can leave that out. Yeah. So, all right, that's fine. How dare you, sir? You do not deny me the first roadhouse of 2017. <laughs> Man has a point. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's get it started since we have that person in here tonight, the dinner detective. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy a fabulous four course meal. I'm going to make you wait for no, it. No, yeah, make him wait for it. I know you are. I know. I'm going to like bring up sponsors we don't have. <laughs> He likes the tease. He likes a good tease. And Omaha we, Steaks. And sponsors we wish we had. Trump the University. And go buy coffee bean. I just like it. Wiener Schnitzel, because they are catering right now. Yes. Are they uh, catering? They're no. catering Derek. I'm sure they can, yeah. I mean, you, you are the most successful person in this room. No, Wiener Schnitzel is not catering, Matt. <laughs> Oh my god. I think goodness. you could probably try though. Like next we, week. We you probably, probably go by we, and be like, hey, could. if I shout out, can you give me a dog? Like, I, I feel like they would. 
I feel like they would. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm just going to go with it. All right. Uh, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. <laughs> Enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> he missed it. Yes. <laughs> while solving a hilarious murder investigation. Uh, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> the dinner detective. <laughs> Just reset, start over. Turn it off, turn it back on. I love it. We just all fall apart because we haven't done it. It's like we miss one week and then we're like, wait, what are we doing? How do we, how do, we do this show? I agree. Broadcast, guys. Um, but no, for more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're purchasing tickets for the Claremont, California location, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount. <laughs> and next up... <laughs> the Attawanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California. The Attawanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> You're just so excited. I love it. It's my favorite part of the day. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at you, and all I'm seeing is that bobblehead chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what is going on down at the Attawanda Roadhouse? You know, it, it, it's the same as usual, but it's been a good year. Uh, last time we had our New Year's party, uh, steak and lobster dinners really went off Ooh. well. You'd steak and lobster dinners? Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. You fancy. It was so fancy. <laughs> Knife and shell crackers. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But no, yeah, it's the same stuff. We do the trivia Mondays, um, Taco Tuesdays, uh, half off our wings on Wednesdays, steak night Thursday, uh, live bands Friday and Saturday nights. It's a good stop. Like, good, good thing to do. Yeah. And there's like sports starting up, right? That's thanks. Sports is ending. Oh, it's ending. It's playoff, playoff season's coming. Yeah, sports, in football. sports is slowly oh. ending. So. Yeah. Are you guys doing anything for that? Oh, uh, we not m- for the ending of sports. Really. <laughs> We're yeah. mourning the ending of football. Everyone dresses in black. <laughs> <laughs> they cosplay in all their favorite jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we typically do uh, you know Super Bowl specials and stuff like that. But cool. yeah. and where can they go for more information? Oh, well, you can go on Facebook and check us out at Edwanda Roadhouse. 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 <laughs> God damn it. I was ready. I was ready. I wanted to help. I know. It's all right. empowering. I'm not going to lie. Built this empowering. entire time, I'm trying to find more lines to your 12 days of Roadhouse. Song. <laughs> this entire time, I was like, what else can fit? It's, uh, like, it's five round. rockers sing. <laughs> Four big explosions. Three roundhouse kicks. <laughs> Two Dalton punches. <laughs> and and Swayze doing Tai Chi. Oh my god, I love that it. That was magic. <laughs> I love it. I know at some point it's like ten bouncers bouncing. <laughs> God. Okay, yeah. We're writing this shit. Next nine, year, nine, it's complete. Nine bottles flying. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So, Six mullets. Can, can we just spend the whole episode writing this song? No. Oh. <laughs> it would be awful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a pretty fucking good time. <laughs> it would be fun for us. Yes, that's true. All right. Fair enough. All right. Everyone at home's like, what the what fuck the is this? Fuck? This is the yeah. first time I've listened. What's yeah. happening? We get a call into the station. Hey, is the Jack of all Nerd's gonna be on because this is terrible. People who have never seen Roadhouse are like, I don't fucking get it. I don't know. Christmas is over. I don't. <laughs> but I thought Patrick Swayze was dead. Did he, did he do a Tai Chi video? I don't understand. Was it like one of those eighties things? <laughs> when was this before? Or after Dirty Dancing? Just give me a frame of reference. Like I've seen Ghost, and I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. <laughs> 
He didn't even go to a roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway. Best, best sponsors ever. Yes. Best sponsors. Um, so current event stuff real quick. I don't um, have anything big, but I did want to well, mention we have a whole break to, talk to about. everybody hmm. that Derek popped his Dungeons and Dragons cherry yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Critical, critical roll. <laughs> <laughs> roll again. For, to confirm damage. <laughs> he, uh, he'd been holding out for a long time, and uh, my girlfriend came up with this idea to have me run a holiday-themed one-shot game, and uh, we, got him to, we got him to play, and he... I made a character. <laughs> like he a, enjoyed himself, like a guys. Real this one. seems really intimate. It is. It is. So, it so is. I, no, I look, my... Uh, the bug has him. Yeah, I, I have... <laughs> And I've always known that that's what was going to happen if I ever sat down to play. I always knew that it was going to be something I would enjoy. And I have fought doing it because, like, for that reason. Like the like, addictive phone games. Yeah, you yeah, just don't sure. do it. Like, I you know, knew I was yeah. going to enjoy it. And there's, there was a, there's a part of me that was like, oh, I can't be that nerdy. Like, I have to, <laughs> you know, it's like the last Some vestige sort of, of yeah, it's redemption. Like this, it's this weird, like, last vestige of nerdum I've never traveled into. And as far as it goes, I've never wanted to venture down that road. Uh, but I know that if I did, I would, I would absolutely love it. But and look, sure enough, I did. I know that it's a new experience for you, but I want to keep you in that comfort zone. So I know that you do like the online game thing with in-app purchases. So there will be in-game purchases. <laughs> <laughs> that goes directly to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have like $20 like crystal bundles uh, and. Yeah. Yep. Just hey, send it directly. When you're, you're, when you're the dungeon brilliant. master. That's brilliant. That's <laughs> That would be great, He's actually. He's all in now, dude. He's all in. In the middle of combat. Oh, I'm sorry. Your character's out of energy. He <laughs> <laughs> can either wait two hours to replenish or pay Mike. Yeah. Or for $20, yeah. you can, you can like, get two miss, mana. Those two hours are going to be very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Derek. Derek, roll. Fuck. <laughs> this is Mike counting down the energy that gets put back in. Right, like, yeah. Every 10 minutes, he's like, oh. You've got another energy. <laughs> Care to waste it? <laughs> Actually, what it would be like, what are we doing next, Mike? And I'd have to like turn back while I'm counting money. Like, what? <laughs> can we, can we go? I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we had a long day yesterday too. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyways, all that being said, uh, yes, I, I did very much enjoy it. Um, it is definitely something that, uh, I want to continue doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just the, the one-off was great. And then, uh, I'm excited to, uh, try to get more involved and actually have like a character that goes past, you know, one-off missions and, um, you know, carries through multiple adventures and levels up and Next all that thing fun you know, stuff. So you're trying to do your own spinoff pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, you're going to have a weekly group, man, and you rotate who buys pizza and stuff. It's, a really good time. He, he, he wants. Like he's done this before. Wants, I've definitely done this. Before. Derek wants the full dungeon experience. I do. So Funyuns and Mountain Dew, right? I do. I, yeah, I want this is a weird, that. twisted version of like old women and Kino. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying I alternate who buys the pizza. <laughs> okay, you're getting the Mountain Dew this week. You're. That's exactly what it looks like for me. Yeah. God damn it, Brenda! We told you to bring the cheese fries to Bridge. Like, was it which uh, which uh, version did you play? Fifth edition, Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Path, that's that's yeah. cool. I love me the Pathfinder. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, fourth edition DD sucked. So oh, yeah. Fifth edition, which is Dungeons and Dragons for dummies. It I, is. I don't. I don't care. Uh, so for I should have joined that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. 
But okay. it's, it's irrelevant. Like, Pathfinder's so easy. Once, like, there's not much you need to know. Unless you're playing some of the more complicated classes, which I have already... I've, I've weeded those out for people that are beginners. Yeah. You know? Uh, like a wizard is, is not that difficult, but for a beginner, it can be overwhelming. Uh, yeah. uh, one, one blast. Ah, back to the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, first level, any, any magic user at first level, you're just like, magic missile. All right, guys, catch you later. <laughs> yeah, basically. You yeah. guys got this, right? I'm going to be in the back. <laughs> yeah. Don't let anything breathe my direction. I might faint. <laughs> Um, that, but it is, it's very similar to the things that, like, we made the joke about the mobile games and stuff like that, but it's, it's very similar to, it, it functions in that same, you know, uh, concepts of like, oh yeah, you've got levels and you've got specific, you know, skills that are for your character and as you do things, you level up that character and you've got skill points and like, all of that stuff is very familiar to me and it's really just taking the, the gaming aspect of that and applying it to, you know, real world, not real world, but like, yeah, you, you, out you know of the I phone, mean. out of the phone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Okay. That's like, that's where it all started too. It was like, it's basically like any role playing game you play, like, you know, you're playing Final Fantasy and stuff. It's all based on an RPG, so like a, a role playing system. Will there be driving? <laughs> <laughs> because if there is, I'm out. You're driving a carriage. Okay. All right. Nothing, nothing like Final Fantasy. I, I can't, I can't drive like the Regala anymore. No, but you will be part of a boy band, most likely. Oh, good. So that's good. There you go. Like, a, like a wannabe Nickelback boy band. No, the like Bard Street Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Backstreet Bards. Backstreet Bards. Backstreet Bards. All right. God damn it. <laughs> wow. Although, like, and the, I'm done. The uh, holiday adventure was filled with pop culture references and things like that. And now I've just decided, like, there were some nods to Die Hard, to Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, made fun of all holidays in general. Um, but it inspired me that I do want to, uh, maybe next holiday season, do just a straight Die Hard. <laughs> like you're at the Nakatomi, like, castle <laughs> during their holiday party. <laughs> and it's going to get taken over and then just reenact Die Hard in Dungeons and Dragons. I am 100% on board for this. Or you could always test somebody that doesn't see it coming. <laughs> and just make sure they know Die Hard. Yeah. Like what they're supposed to do in this situation. The only thing is you, you have to bottom it because you can't like, it would be weird. And look, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm better than that because I have run a game with just one other person before and that's, it is a little sad. Uh, it's just you and one other friend. <laughs> you and like, your no, only friend. No man, we'll trade off running the game. Like it's cool. <laughs> Uh, but, like, for, for Dungeons and Dragons, you really need, like, a group. And yeah. Die Hard's not a group thing. <laughs> so you'll have to, like, modify it. No, that, I, I, I think it can be. No, cause you can actually say, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so, so, so Bruce Willis is one guy. And then, um, what's his name? Uh, Carl. Uh, Carl. Cop. Carl. Carl. She's in the Carl. So you, have, so you have one character who's outside the dungeon the whole time. Hey, it's just like I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Using, <laughs> I'm saying it's a challenge. Using a magical scrying spell to communicate with <laughs> a fucking hero on the inside. What's the problem? I don't get it. This in is, my youth, man. You in my youth. Use your imagination. Then you have a couple guys playing like Gruber and the the one blonde guy. No, no, you can't. You can't have Carl. players as the bad guys. They'd all have to be good guys, even yeah. if they're useless. Like so, the two Johnsons, the Agent Johnson, <laughs> the two Johnsons. <laughs> the two Johnsons. Okay, so he, yeah, perfect. He, What's the problem? You have Carl Winslow, you have the two Johnsons, and you have Zeus from With a Vengeance. Done. Wow. 
Done. What's the problem? And then the guy that does coke throughout the movie. <laughs> Hans, the best. Bubby. Bubby, the best character ever. <laughs> I'm your white also, knight. He's the, he's the first player that I kill. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all just his by hit default, points yeah. and AP, uh, everything that he has just goes out the window as soon as Hans meets him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Like, whoever picks him, you're just like, oh. <laughs> so oh. you're going home early. <laughs> Although I like to, I like to imagine in that scenario that they they're using the magic to communicate. They don't know where McLean is in the scenario. This guy, this asshole is like, you know, they're gonna kill me. And Hans Gruber does, but with like a crossbow, so where you don't hear it. And he's just like, did, wait, did something? Is he something wait, are happened? We, are we in a castle? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Ho, 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 Now I have a long bow. <laughs> that is perfect. When I eventually run this game, you get to voice Hans Gruber. Okay? Yes. There you go. Your only job. Get me my detonators. I am looking forward to the end of 2017 already. <sighs> so anyway. Good opening, guys. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's swing the action over here. <laughs> oh, ooh, me? To Matt. So, <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Like, tell us, uh, and by us, I mean people that aren't familiar with your work. Yeah, man. All about your shows. Oh, yeah, I, I have a few. Uh, <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> well, Let me actually, open this scroll. Uh, <laughs> I do a lot of things, so where would you like me to start? Uh, so, yeah, so right now I'm on, we're on hiatus for Doctor Who Companion, which is, uh, waiting for Doctor Who to return for Nerdist.com, uh, which is, uh, a lot, it's like, uh, Talking Dead, but for Doctor Who on Nerdist website. And then I also do, uh, Ready Bet Go for Geek and Sundry on Mondays from 2 to 4.30, where you guys tune in, it's live, uh, and me and two of my two other hosts, uh, Minzui and Marisol, play video games, you guys pl- uh, place bets on us, and, and we talk with you and talk nerd stuff, and you can win- use the fake money to redeem actual stuff in like the Gigas Hunter store and, and things like that. Uh, and then I'm going to be starting soon, uh, over at Hyper RPG, which is, uh, another Twitch channel, um, that's, that's, we'll basically be doing a Nintendo, uh, gaming stream. Okay. Um, and then I'm doing my own stream as well. Uh, starting soon where I'll probably bring on like friends and you guys will probably come over whenever cool. and like we'll play some games. <clears throat> now, do you ever cross the streams? We, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, tell, they tell you not to. But, not supposed but, to, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we definitely, we have crossover streams and stuff. I am down for some Rampage. I love Rampage, man. Oh, Classic Art Rampage, mm-hmm. NC4 Rampage. Hell yeah. Now I got to, uh, like over, uh, during the month of December, I got to accompany Matt over to Geek and Sundry. Yeah. Uh, for their holiday party. And it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. It that was, was awesome to have you there, man. Bunch of nerds rocking out with their Spocks out. I don't. <laughs> Rock out with your Spock out. Rock out with wow. Spock out. We had a, a creeper pinata and I, we beat the shit out of it, but then I got too close and it actually exploded glitter on us. I should have known bomb. better. Yeah. I should have known better. It's messed up. It's a creeper. Did it sizzle? <laughs> and there was some sizzling going on, but I think it was from the anger of everyone else getting better on them. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. Uh, and I'm doing improv, uh, over at the Nerdist Theater, the improv theater in LA. Uh, and then, uh, I'm doing a podcast as well, uh, called Vault A113. And what do you talk about? It's an improvised podcast where I, I play myself. Um, I'm, I'm the street man. And I basically, I, I wake up in a post-apocalyptic future, like, like Fallout, mm-hmm. uh, after nuclear Fallout with a doctor and a cyborg. And we're in the Disney vaults and we watched all the Disney movies with bringing in guests from the wasteland and talk about from the perspective of all these creatures from the wasteland. Interesting. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, man. Very, very 
a lot of thought went into that. Yeah, yeah. a lot. <laughs> what were you smoking well, <laughs> when you thought of this idea? Uh, Great idea, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah I, 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 we wanted to uh, just like watch every Disney movie theatrically released, like every single one. And I don't like, I don't want to talk about it. So like, we're like, what well, we just did like a improvised podcast, and well, now we're building like this this world and. It, it got, we were inspired by like Hello from the Magic Tavern and like Mystery Science Theater. Okay. So it's like along those lines. It's a lot of fun. That's like when really you, when you first started explaining it and you were like, it's an improvised podcast where I play it myself. I was like, what a coincidence. <laughs> so you're talking. <laughs> so do you guys like, is it like a podcast that's done like machinima style with Fallout 4? No. That'd be cool okay. though. Okay. That'd be cool. We just, we just do it. We do it through the, the Nerdist School Network. Okay. Um, and it's all audio and stuff like that. But, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So do you guys have the movie playing as the podcast is going on like in the background and you're doing it in real time or is it like you've watched it ahead of time and then you're d- discussing it as the characters on the show? Uh, we watched it ahead of time and then like the format usually is, uh, we'll introduce the guests, talks with the guests, like improvise with them, like mm-hmm. we get to build their character, then we'll watch the movie, which is our break, then we talk about the film and then improvise some more. Awesome. Yeah, man. And when is that, when's that going up? Uh, they go, they go on, uh, Tuesdays, uh, every Tuesday, but right now we finished our season finale because the holidays, like, meddled with everything. Stupid holidays. Damn holidays. Fucking but we'll be back festivals. probably in the next, uh, within the second week of, so not this, not next week, so the third week of January we'll be back. Awesome. So yeah, man. Sweet. Yeah. You were, like, you were so fucking busy. You were so better than us. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't even know why you're here. Yeah. Like, no. We're not worthy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he had some time to kill in between yeah. the many shows that he runs and, you know, kicking it with Chris Hardwick and, you know, <laughs> all his friends at Geek and Sundry. But, you know, he's, he's only got a few more minutes, guys. <laughs> It'd be gone by the first break. Before Hardwick starts <laughs> cracking that whip again. Oh, I don't want to mess with Hardwick, man. Ooh. Ooh. Between, okay. between a, a rock and yeah. a Hardwick. No, Hardwick. Hardwick, that guy is a machine, though. Like, that guy is just, like... He's, he's everywhere. Just, yeah, he is everywhere. Like, you know, like, it's it's nuts. He'll do the podcast, then he'll drive over and do uh, Talking Dead, then he'll go and do At Midnight, then he'll go do, like, an uh, underground show, like, in Meltdown Comics. Like, that guy never stops. Well, you guys heard it here. Chris Hardwick is Skynet. <laughs> I knew it. You said he was a I robot, so I'm guessing knew it. he's become self-aware. <laughs> just wondering why all his specials had like robotic names. Just wait, dude. We're gonna be on at midnight as a joke. <laughs> Hashtag wars. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's take our first commercial break of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we come back. We're going to talk about Star Wars Rogue One or Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I don't know if there's like if you can get sued for fucking that up. Uh, <laughs> it's Disney, so probably you had yeah. one job. Like. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, what don't the fuck are you doing with your life? Seriously, <laughs> you've had three weeks. And a holiday. <laughs> Do a, a holiday. couple of holidays. Yeah, yeah. Like, go fucking watch the movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about that when we come back. If you wish to join the conversation, give us a call 909-360-8330 or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds or on Twitter at Jack of All Nerds. We'll be right back. It's raw. It's uncensored. It's live 24-7. It's chaoticradio.com. 
Craig and Sons Termite and Pest Control. Family owned and operated. Proudly serving the Inland Empire for over 20 years. Nice, friendly, trained technicians. Specializing in treatments for ants, spiders, fleas, ticks, and roaches. We also take care of gophers and rodents. Getting bites and not quite sure from what? Ask about our bed bug detection and treatment offers. Military and senior discounts are available. Don't forget to mention our free termite inspections. Call Craig and Sons toll free 800-281-2219. No gimmicks or long-term contracts. Just good old-fashioned quality service from our family to yours. Hey, what's up, guys? It's the barber from the Rantaholics. As some of you know, I may or may not have paid a visit to a courtroom in my life. Okay, maybe two. This doesn't make me the brightest bulb, but one thing is for sure, I always remember to call attorney Scott Henry. When they say to me, who's your one phone call, you best believe I'm calling attorney Scott Henry. At the law offices of Scott Henry, criminal defense is what they eat for breakfast. Don't leave your future in freedom up to some fly-by-night attorney that your mom met at bingo. Take it from me, these things are important. If the popo's got your number, you better have attorney Scott Henry's. Oh, and did I mention he specializes in DUI? If you should have called Uber, but you didn't, then call Scott Henry today. His number is 888-444-7210. That number again is 888-444-7210. Don't mess around, friends. It's your future. Scott is also on the interwebs at www.duipractice.com. Don't take chances. Call a professional. Getting in an accident is stressful. Dealing with the insurance company makes things even harder. That's why at Century Auto Body, we walk you through the entire process step by step, making sure the repairs to your vehicle are done correctly and efficiently, minimizing the time you spend apart from your car. Century Auto Body has been family owned and operated for over 29 years, serving Southern California right here in beautiful Montclair. We work with all the biggest insurance companies in the industry, and we have an eye for the detail. When you hand us the keys, we handle all the insurance company communication, paperwork, and repairs. No hassle no drama. We work as a family to better serve you. If you get in an accident, call us right away at 909-621-6142, and we will make the process painless and easy. Click on our banner at chaoticradio.com and find us online at centuryab.net. Y hablamos espanol. Hey, man. Do you have a good doctor? I've got to get me fixed. Oh, you mean like a proctologist? Um, No. Oh, so you mean a gynecologist? No. What's your problem? Do I look like I have a veg? I need a fix. I need music, dude. I need my punk rock vinyl fix. Oh, okay. Why didn't you say so? I, I think I know a guy. What type of records are you after? You know, good stuff like Minor Threat, X-Ray Specs, The Dickies, Stiff Little Fingers, Operation Ivy. Oh, that's easy. Just like your mom. Dr. Strange has all the best new and used punk rock vinyls, bondage pants, creepers, patches, stickers, plus ass loads more from all those bands you mentioned. Oh, yes. Now you're speaking my language. Where was that again? It's easy. Just go to rarepunk.com. The doc's been corrupting the youth since 1988. Oh, man. Hey, as soon as you're done jerking it, go to rarepunk.com. It's so easy even a dipshit like you can do it. Why don't you get tattooed on your dick so you'll see it every day? How did he know I was wanking? Have you always wanted to ride a motorcycle? The freedom? Fun? Winning your hair? Maybe you're not 21 and must take the rider safety course to ride. Well, it's time you call these award-winning sites to get your skills and license fast. Motorcycle Training Services in the high desert of Vesperia, Apple Valley to Palmdale. 760-987-6652. That's 760-987-6652. Or SoCal Motorcycle Training in low desert areas of San Bernardino, Riverside to Palm Springs. 760-574-9169. That's 760 570 
374-9169. I am Zig from the Zig Zone and have teamed up with the best of the best instructors at both these sites for many years. For high desert locations, don't forget to call 760-987-6652 or in the low desert locations, 760-574-9169. Tell them Zig sent you for a special discount. See you on the range, then see you on the road. Shiny side up. Have you ever fell victim to a misleading furniture ad? You know the ones that overpromise and underdeliver. Most of those companies promise big savings but always fall short. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture in Rancho Cucamonga is here to change your furniture shopping experience. Quality, a huge selection, and the best prices has it all. You can furnish your entire home at a fraction of retail pricing. Call Comfort Plus now for our current specials, 909-481-3300. Comfort Plus is conveniently located on 4th Street between Archibald and Haven, just north of the 10 Freeway in beautiful Rancho Cucamonga. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture offers your family a difference you can feel. For more info, go to comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. Make sure to mention Chaotic Radio. That's comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. You are listening to the Deadpool Show, starring me, Deadpool. What? What do you mean that's not on the cards? Oh, all right. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. <laughs> Chaotic. I'm going to go get some pancakes. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, we have got Matt Acevedo from The Nerdist and Geek and Sundry in the studio. My God, man. <laughs> Two houses, both alike in dignity. <laughs> and a plague on both of them. Uh, and also, uh, are we, still, are we sticking with Mr. Roadhouse? Let's go with Mr. that. Mr. Roadhouse. No yes. one knows my name Roadhouse. anyway. Let's stick with that. Sorry. I had, I had <laughs> Mr. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Nothing. Damn it! <laughs> it's, it. I, you know, it's when I can't do it every single time, but <laughs> I need a backup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do enjoy that he's Mister Roadhouse. It makes me feel safe. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, um, before we progress any further, um, we we have a Patreon Ooh. for this show. I don't know if you guys know that or mm. not. Um, and if you like what we do here, you can support us on Patreon. Now, look, we, um, we don't offer like, uh, bikini shots or anything like that. For we memberships. could. Well, new, new year, new we've, me, Mike. We've talked about it, but, uh, we don't do that. I don't so, think you would be a Patreon anymore. So we don't, so we don't have a huge yeah. following, but those that, that do support us, uh, we, we love you guys. Yes, and, we do. uh, part of your supporting us is we give you guys your monthly shout outs. And I'm pretty sure I dropped the ball during December because it's, you know, holidays. Hmm. Holiday. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> uh, so give a quick shout out to Mr. Jay Booth, Sean Hart, A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. You know who you, you are. You don't messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> and Jimmy Purcell, 
they they give us money every month. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so we love them. That's awesome. And uh, you can too. Just go to Patreon and uh, <coughs> there's a link to it on our uh, on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com, and you too can lend support. And we'll give you an equal amount of love. Yes. I mean, there's, you can, you can pledge as little as a dollar a month all the way up to 50 and there's different levels. Uh, you get different stuff. You can get a t-shirt, hat, uh, stickers, handies. A kiss um, from Derek. Yeah. 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 No one's given that much yet though. So. <laughs> How much is that? Like 20 bucks? <laughs> no, it's cheap. That's like, what is like, was like 15? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I appreciate that though. I appreciate it. I do. I really do. <laughs> It's, it means a lot coming uh, yeah. from Mr. Roadhouse. There's, there's, like Roadhouse. A, there's a win a date with Derek, but we've actually gotten hate mail on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so hate mail as far as the results after? <laughs> no, it's just a bunch of ex-girlfriends. Yeah, they were just so offended at the thought of it. They are like, take it down. Take it down. All right. Sorry. I'm like a bad Tinder profile. <laughs> Derek's just like, swipe left. He's like, this is how I eat chili fries. You just try it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, there's that. And then also over the work, cause we're going to start talking about Rogue One right now, but over the holiday, I did see Assassin's Creed, which I was very excited for all year. The movie was okay-ish. Um, I do, we, I did post a, uh, a film review of it, like an actual movie review, uh, on our YouTube channel. And that is YouTube forward slash Jack Von Nerd Show. So you can check that out as well. It's about five minutes long and, uh, I did it in accents. So, <laughs> just, no. just one, just one. Yeah. It'd be weird. Every yeah. just, every uh, sentence is in a different voice. You're uh, doing it as as different ancestors of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, first the Spanish, then the the Actually, Italian. Why didn't you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I was off my I was off my game. Your own Sorry. version of the movie identity. Because then, because <laughs> then I have to like make up what my ancestors were. Much like how the game progresses and he's started out in where wherever the fuck like Damascus and then suddenly he's in Italy and then he's in America and it's like how are all these fucking people your ancestor like <laughs> I just make shit up like I'm fucking Japanese <laughs> to right. start out and I've I've wound up as this now yeah. like no that's okay I just went British it's good. Oh, it's okay. good. Solid. Right. Syndicate. Good Make, one. Makes the most sense. Well, if you look so. at most movies, no matter what the language, if you speak in a British accent, then it's okay. Yeah. That's, that's true. Oh, that's if you're true. German, Russian, whatever, you speak in a British accent, you're good. That's right. Ancient uh, Roman Greece. All, all British accents, <laughs> all for British whatever reason. That's how it is. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. Um, now, Rogue One. We've all seen it. Wait, what? <laughs> Multiple. It was funny as I kept wanting to ask Danny if he'd seen it yet because he's always behind him. And then I was like, I had to think. I was like, oh, no, he was there with us. Yes. <laughs> I, I have seen it three times. <laughs> I, I have seen it thrice as well. I have also seen it three times. I've seen it twice. Wow. I'm notched down from everyone else. So. I saw it nine times. <laughs> okay. I saw it three times as well. Uh, all right. So does that put us in a special club? Um, apparently, that, that yeah. might, the, the, the Lonely Hearts Club. Except Bad. that, except the only reason I saw it three times is because I had to have a girlfriend that I had to take to see it. Yes, ditto. Oh, yeah. me, too. Yeah, me too. Oh my god. Oh, my, my, uh, oh, it's good my, to have an excuse. Oh, my imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> we should all get a car and go on a road trip together. No, okay. I'm fucking down, dude. That'd be a funny ass road trip. <laughs> and pretend we're Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. yeah! Oh, hood, right. We're going hood down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just the roads are perilous at night. 
Let the hair out. But <laughs> just yeah. just because I know he would hate it, Derek gets to be prompto. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this shot. Actually, that makes the most sense. <laughs> you take the most fucking selfies. That is true. I, you know what? I hate to say this because it insults everything that I am as a human being. But if we were Final Fantasy characters, I would probably be prompto. And that... <laughs> Hurts my soul. <laughs> At least you're honest so with yourself. Deep, but I know. You know? I, I, you know? I'd be a pew. <laughs> or a poo, pew. Or the poo? Pew? Pube? What are you saying? <laughs> the, the he's guy making the, he's the making tinker, the laser, you know? He's making the laser to... noises from Star Wars. Pew, 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 pew. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where Matt I, is right now. He's. <laughs> Derek gave me a drink, oh. and I'm like, woo! <laughs> just ruined the rest like, of the he, show. like, smelled it, though. He hasn't even had it. <laughs> Matt's back at Geek and Sundry right now. <laughs> like, it tried to kill him during the break because it went down the wrong pipe, and now he's never been the same since. <laughs> yeah. He is just hallucinating. He's on his other show. He's like, all right, guys, place your bets. <laughs> We're in the wasteland talking about Disney movies. Rogue One. <laughs> at the accurate. accurate. Rogue, Rogue One, a Final Fantasy story. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's just get a quick consensus uh, before we like get into details. Uh, who enjoyed it? We're gonna go around. Matt, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Enjoyed it. Overhyped. Damn! With the mic dropping everything, hmm. I knew that's why he wanted to come. I said on. it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think it was overhyped. Uh-huh. Huh, I actually didn't think it was hyped at all for me. At least, <laughs> well, I think we saw it on like premiere night, so there was no hype. Other than, hey, it's a Star Wars movie. That's true. Yeah. When did you, did you not see it right away? I didn't see it, um, the opening night. I saw it, uh, it came out obviously Thursday. I saw it the Tuesday after, and then I saw it again a week after that. Okay. So yeah, so you got all the people that saw it right away that were like, it's the greatest movie ever. Well, there's, there was that and other things that we can, we can go into. Once yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely thought there were a few flaws in it, but it didn't distract me from enjoying the whole movie. No, and that, and that's what I, I do want to say is I'm not saying it's a bad movie yeah. that I didn't enjoy. It was very enjoyable. Over, over, I get, I get yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just think when I watched it, I was kind of like, this is literally just another Star Wars movie with nothing to add to it, in my opinion. I mean, that's essentially how I felt about Assassin's Creed. I was like, this is just another Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> like, like, I enjoyed it, but then it had lots of problems. That Look, that's how I feel about every movie, really. I just, <laughs> this I is just another one of these movies. movies. You guys, all right? I, I, every time I go, I'm just, God, this is just another movie. Well, I mean, it's good, but it's another movie. My, my, my point is mainly like, um, like when Force Awakens came out. Um, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it, and it was very entertaining. If you really look at it in an analytical way, there was really it didn't bring anything new to the table, and that's fine. It was nostalgic, and that's great. And so with Rogue One, I thought it was gonna be different. It wasn't supposed to follow the main storyline, but in reality, it really was just using the same old, um, you know, uh, story arcs. It was using the same things from previous movies, and, I, and so I was I was disappointed in the lack of originality. But I still enjoyed it. Like it was still a good movie. Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed that it wasn't as different as sorry, as different as it was supposed to be. I find it, that answer vague and unconvincing. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we're gonna go down further later. That's why I'm just keeping it vague. <laughs> Petty three thousand. <laughs> He's he is probably one of my favorite androids. <laughs> he he is if R2D2 could speak. Like that's that's who K2SO is. Yeah. 
I, I will, I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when uh, when Force Awakens came out, and then BB-8 appears on screen and steals every scene, and you're like, oh, okay. And then this came out, and K2SO steals every scene. You're like, this Star Wars is their fucking droid game is on point. <laughs> they love it, man. <laughs> You know. I think we're due for another droids movie, guys. <laughs> animated and everything. As long is that like as the Minions? Have <laughs> you seen long, the droids movie? As long no. as Alan Tudyk. Oh, it was a car- it's it was okay, a cartoon nobody else did either, Mike. Yeah. As long as Alan Tudyk voices all the robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He is the best robots. Uh, he yes. also always dies, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> I did not murder him! <laughs> I am a leaf in the wind. Did you do you see the, his interview? Um, he was talking, I guess, with on set with the guy. I forgot uh, Anthony name. Daniels. Yeah, okay, this so, is a great interview. So Anthony Daniels was like talking to him and pretty much was like, "Oh yeah, so you like were you in the suit or anything?" He's like, "No, I just did voiceover and motion what did he say? Yeah, he's like, just he's motion like, capture. He was like, "Fuck you." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different time, Anthony. <laughs> so great. Oh, that's so good. I think that's why C-3PO is such a, like, a whiny bitch, is because he's in that fucking metal clanky costume for, like, hours a day. Well, what's funny is that, you know, back then that was the technology, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're in this film that takes place right before Star Wars. (laughs) Pretty sure I never saw any of those fucking Imperial droids ever. Yeah. Uh, But I also think that's one of the hardest parts of, like, trying to create and i think this kind of goes to your point of like doing originality because at the heart of it like every star wars story is just going to be another star wars story it's it's going to be almost impossible to not retell because at the end of the day the the star wars themes are always going to be there it's always going to be the underdog who was left behind by their family or who was abandoned or who watched their parents get killed or or whatever because it's a it's a hero story it's always gonna have that with it and then the only thing that changes is just where they're what what is surrounding their journey i feel like I think you're looking at that all wrong. The Imperial, the Empire's had their ass kicked so many times. I'm pretty sure they're the underdog of the story. <laughs> that, is, that is probably true. <laughs> like pretty much every movie, really. Well, and, and he brings upon a point. I was talking to Danny about this earlier too. Like, how many shitty parents are in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> true. There, there's not a child that grows up healthy. <laughs> it's it's like parents anywhere. Like just. Fucking Luke gets abandoned to his aunt and uncle. Jin whoa, whoa, is her whoa, 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 whoa. fucking like, aunt killed think, in front okay. of her. I think Bail Organa did a pretty good job raising Leia until his planet. But she up. was still abandoned. Like, there's no <laughs> She didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no regular families. I want to see that boring I'm, ass story. I'm going to give it to him. There, there is no like married with children in the Star Wars. I will universe. say it's kind of it's kind of like uh like when I ever was like, oh, you need a backstory for a Dungeons and Dragons character. It says, oh, I'm an orphan. <laughs> but think about lost it. my family in a you war got, you got Finn you got Ray. all these yeah, fuckers every, have, every single Skywalker yeah, every single Skywalker no functional family ever you Even, wonder why Kylo Ren became who he was just you to had fit the two, mold you had two parents who actually tried and he fucked it up like well, the one actually, time look, that a Skywalker in, in family all, tried in all fairness Anakin had a mom as well and she tried until shit went south and he was taken away from her by the fucking Jedi <laughs> <laughs> my point made 
But she wasn't a bad parent. I would say the Jedi fucked that up. Hey, that, no, she was true. a slut. In fact, look, she wants to no, say that. No, whoa, no, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm sleeping around, having a kid. Nope, I will mute you. Look, <laughs> it was immaculate. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so no. So he's look. Jesus. Yes, he is. But look, you, basically, the fall. You can you can trace the fall of the Jedi back to Qui Gon fucking Jin. Yes, absolutely. No, totally. Because if he just would have fucking left him. On the planet, yep. or even I don't know, listen to the goddamn Jedi Council. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. But no, but isn't that like because at the end of the day, like Anakin still restores balance to the Force. Like, well, yeah. he doesn't though. Yeah. He doesn't though. No, he does. No, he does. He does. That was the problem. That's that the was, whole thing. That was the Council misinterpreting the prophecy. Yeah, They're like he must bring balance to the Force. Y'all realize that means he's going to wipe out exactly. all the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. and okay, all the, like, so you're right. Yes, he does. In that, yeah. he gets rid of all the heavy light side. Yeah, yeah. There's too much light. To, there has to be a, a balance between yeah. dark and evil. He basically yeah. just gets rid of the Force. Like that's his. He brings <laughs> balance to the Force by getting rid of everybody he, that wants to use it. Do you think that Yoda at any point, and while he's on Dagobah, had like an aha moment? <laughs> We're just ah. You know, would that no. be a ha ah moment? I, I, I yeah, think, I think it would be more of like a. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck Yoda. <laughs> fuck that guy. The reason he went to Dagobah in the first place is because he figured all of that shit out before the actual war happened and then was like, guys, I'm just going to go. Doesn't tell fucking anybody. There's, if you watch the Clone Wars at the very, like the cartoon at the very end, he has this whole vision that takes him through everything that's going to happen. Like it literally shows him that like there's a Sith Lord behind the like behind the Senate that's pulling all the strings and is going to take his apprentice and is going to kill all the Jedi Order. And he gets back from this vision and Mace goes, is everything okay? Do we need to talk about anything? And he's like, no, I'm good. And he fucking disappears. <laughs> to be Ooh, no. fair. He, to be he fair. disappears to learn how to commune with... uh Force ghosts. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck Yoda. To be fair, let's just put this in like perspective. We're all getting older. Like <laughs> I like this is all about Rogue One. <laughs> if you if you if you like if you, at this point you kind of like you know you hear something like oh all this shit's going down this and that like you could do something about it you might just be like. Ah, oh, but I'm tired. When <laughs> <laughs> uh, 800 years old, you are. Yeah, like, uh, I'm tired. I'll let Trump get elected. Well, like, like, that's pretty much what he did. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. Let's, like, let's look at this, though, for a second, because you, you tend to think of, like, Vader and the Emperor as, as the bad guys, right? But the biggest fucking dickweeds in the movie are Obi-Wan yeah. and Yoda. Yeah, no, 100%. Especially in light of this new information brought to us by the prosecutor. Uh, like, obviously... Yoda's an a-hole, yeah. but... Even the Jedi Council, though, like... It, oh, yeah. they're all pretty, you, yeah. They, they, they had what they got coming. I'm no <laughs> bullshit. I watched the Clone Wars, and I was like, I fucking hate every Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, everything they do is just so... They're they're awful. Like, they are terrible. And they, they contribute more to Anakin becoming Darth Vader than the Emperor and the death of Padme. Like, they are the reason he fucking becomes Darth well, and Vader. honestly, like, I like to imagine that Yoda was actually in the room with the younglings, and he was like, you wait here. He's <laughs> like, hold on, I've seen this. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Thursday already. Let me get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he might mistake me for one. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is a great movie. <laughs> well, I, I've always wondered, like, okay, 
<laughs> Revenge of the Sith, they decide, Obi-Wan and Yoda decide, hey, let's split up and take on each of the Sith Lords individually. Why didn't they just go attack, like, two-on-one? Well, because that didn't work out well for them in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who how, who lost an arm in that one? That was Anakin. Right? Anakin. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, Obi-Wan and Yoda should have been able to take both of them. Easy. Because of piss-poor writing, that's why. Yeah, thank you, thank you, George. <laughs> they need an excuse. Yeah. Like, how could we make this climactic? Oh, the least sensible thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do... The one thing I will disagree with you on, Mike, is that I felt there was some uniqueness in Rogue One in that it was more of a war story than any other Star Wars we've seen. Here's oh. the thing. And this is where everyone's going to disagree with me, and that's fine. I hate you already. Yeah. <laughs> Taking that, your drink back. That, right. That's why I was actually looking forward to it, because I do like, um, it's been a kind of a trend going the more gritty route with classic people, like classic heroes, and I'm, I'm for that. Um, I remember reading, and I could be wrong, that, uh, when they did the first take of the film, uh, producers from Disney looked at it, and they pretty much said, this is too gritty. This is not what Star Wars should be. And they changed it. And everyone, and, uh, and I talked to Danny earlier because we were hanging out, and I said this to him, I don't feel like it was a war film. I, I feel like it, it was supposed to be, and it could have been. But I feel like they just kind of went, kind of like, and, and Derek, you made the point. It was a class, like classic Star Wars story with the, the certain heroes, and that's fine. I, I just felt like it was supposed to be something different. And instead of making it something different, they just went with the same, um, the same things that they always have done, which is nothing wrong with that. It's a formula that, that works. I don't see the, the where the similarities are lying. Like, I don't see what you're. I, I don't. I just. I would like to know like what exactly, like your thinking is like similar. Well, I think I can nail this on the head here. Uh, in every Star Wars, I would say climax for every movie, you have pretty much three stories that are going on at once. You have the main hero and his journey. You have like a ground war that's going on, and then you have an aerial battle or space battle that's going on. And all three work together to ultimately give you that, that the cathartic is, climax. Yeah, that is pretty much the third act and of that, every Star that, Wars. That is no. the third act of literally every Star Wars movie. Yeah. yeah uh, but you know what doesn't happen in every Star Wars movie? The heroes die. Every fucking hero <laughs> being killed. I will And we don't see the that's fair. it was nice to see like the, the, the Empire side and seeing the Yeah the on and the, and the corruption on both sides politically, like there was both sides were pretty <laughs> Yeah, pretty messed I, up. I, you know? And I, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you because I, I I felt that was one of the things that I felt when I left the theater. It was the first time I ever watched a Star Wars movie and felt like this everything that's going on this happens at a time of war, and that's a weird thing to say considering most of the films in the franchise all take place during, during a war. war. Yeah. But I never felt that like that grittiness that you're talking about. I like when they go to um. Whatever desert, Jedha, <laughs> Jedha, Jedha. Every Star Wars movie has a desert. The desert, yeah. The desert. <laughs> Alternate Tatooine. Alternate Tatooine. All three. Alternate Not Tatooine. Tatooine, Tatooine, Tatooine two, Tatooine three. Yeah. Jakku. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when so when they go to Jedha, um, that that to me is the first time I ever felt like, oh yeah, this is this is a war. This is a city that has been taken over by an imperial force. They've got imperial troops wandering around the streets like like an occupation force like yeah. an occupation yeah. force. and it, to me i was just like oh and then you have actual rebel forces that are not they're just they're extremists they're just yeah. extreme they're just extremist, extremist uh, militia i'll give you that i'll give and you those, that those, are, those types of things made plus, me feel like oh there's a war happening right plus, now plus you actually get to see the destruction of jedda yes yeah. in star wars 
It's just like, oh, they blew up Alderaan, and then Obi Wan's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Like you don't, you don't really get you. You never see yeah, Alderaan, exactly. right? So you don't right. really feel the plight of like it was just a fucking planet. Seeing the destruction was, I thought, was so incredible. We because for years and. And we, we never got to see that. And it's, it's, it's scary. Even the, the ending scene with Vader, like, it shows, this film was, I felt like was the first one that actually showed like, oh man, the Empire's like, that, like that's fucking scary. Like they're, I thought it was like. I, I remember telling Mike and Derek this at the end of, uh, at the end of Rogue One, when we saw it the first time, it's like, throughout like the first couple movies, um, you never really get to see how badass Vader is. Yeah. And then the last so five good. minutes of Rogue One, oh, man. you understand why everybody is so fucking terrified of Darth Vader. Although I did yeah. not like that pun. I was not a fan <laughs> of the pun. Well, I'm not talking about the pun. I'm talking about where he's... It didn't bother me. We'll, we'll I, get to it. We'll get to that. All right. All right cool, so, cool. and the, the other thing I want to say about the <laughs> about the war, um, so there's the destruction of the, the Death Star and the, the actual destruction of Jeddah and just Jeddah really representing what it's like to be in like a wartime but then also i think you had kind of brought this up a little bit but matt um that you get to see that the rebellion are not altruistic heroes no and that's something that i thought was really that, refreshing that i liked yeah. in that that first time you meet uh called uh cassian, cassian and he just oh dude and he just fucking offs his fucking oh yeah that was pretty bad. I, I, I was want- like Holy shit! I would read a whole like like comic book based on Cassian. I would read a book about Cassian because I think he's he's been doing all this stuff since he was six years old. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a, that'd be a good yeah. run. And, and then and then okay, let me hop on that because Derek you made great points. Like yeah. I said I did like the movie. Sure, no, 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 I did like. It. But to to make that point, why wasn't this movie based off of that character? And his struggles. Yeah, because right. there needs to be a female right, protagonist. Is, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Then make, then make him a female. Like, <laughs> but, but you just kind of hit on the head. You had, and this is where, and, I, and this is where, like we talked about, um, Star Wars movies always go to, was when, when they announced Rogue One and what it was going to be about, I literally thought it was going to be like espionage, like war, mm-hmm. cool. And then what it came down to was that, and this is kind of, it cheapened it for me in a sense, where like the rebellion Almost didn't earn it on their own. They had somebody in the the uh, empire who gave it to them. In see, a sense. Here, but that's the thing, Mike. You've you've missed the entire point of the movie. The movie literally exists to explain the shitty weak spot on the Death Star. <laughs> we can't make that joke anymore. To justify a but see, shitty we can't weak spot. You, you just said it. It was a joke. And it was like, oh, and now, and now, you, now it's not. That was the that, whole point yeah. of Rogue One. Yeah. And, I, and I get it, but Very you, you understand my point. Like yeah. it was almost yeah. cheap in a sense. Where like I almost felt like the rebellion was going to earn it, and they did. Yeah. But people to, to have it just kind of given it to them. I was yeah, like, no, all right. I, and, and to that point, I, I will agree, and I will also say that that Cassian is, to me, he is far more interesting. Way than more, yeah, he, his, way his more. Story arc, yeah, for was, sure, was far better because you have Jin was her name, right? Yeah. Jin, yeah. Where where she was kind of constant, where she might have not agreed with him initially, but for the most part, she was a ca- character who had constant ambition. She she was she was Ray. She was Luke. Yeah, she was exactly. she's your typical protagonist all the way yeah, through. But you had Cassian who. Who was uh, far more you, compelling? I thought. Far more compelling. Yeah, you, you super complex. He, he, he sh- had that he sexy shot, accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he shot. He shot his. He shot his source because he's a badass. He was gonna fucking take out her dad because yeah. of orders, and then he decides not to. Right. All of a sudden, he brings up all these other fucking commandos and wanting to go. He was so much more of an interesting character. Yeah, I agree. Like that I could totally have been agree. a greater and, movie. And like that's like I'm and, saying too is like the the film has definitely has flaws. I would say oh, like the first yeah. like even I like. 
like even uh with Forrest Whitaker, I thought was just like I don't like it was like ah uh, you know what like was that, that was a blink if you miss him kind of a situation. Yeah, that could, that was yeah. confusing me too. I was like Forrest Whitaker was like the coolest looking dude okay. in the well, fucking you trailers. Will you at least admit this that while maybe it's not a, a great Star Wars film, that it is a good Expendables film. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that, Mike. Thank you. And again, and, and, I will say, like, I did enjoy this movie. But right. like a better Expendables 3, because yes. they're all young, and they're like the new group coming in. It's actually fascinating, because like, like with you, like, I, 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 like, we both enjoyed it. We both enjoyed the film. And, uh, but I, I, I feel like the things that I disliked are, like, are different. Uh, like, I didn't like, um, uh, I, I, I didn't like Forrest Whitaker's character. Uh, yeah. I thought that was weird. Go! There was Save a rebellion! Save the dream! Like, it just, like, <laughs> seems so forced to me and stuff. Like, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, and they, we talked, did we talk about this with the, the weird music about him, like, <laughs> sucking in oxygen? <laughs> and, and then, then he pulls the thing on tight? The, on the review, yeah, when we reviewed it, oh um, that was God. one of the things that bugged the shit out of me because I laughed out loud in the theater. It's supposed to be, like, tense. And the music like climaxes and he pulls it tight. And I was just like, was that supposed to be true? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous fucking thing you know, I've seen from Budget so Vader over What's here. so funny For- is, is Bodhi looks at him like, oh shit, it's about to go down. <laughs> And then he, goes, he just okay. tightened his okay. air hose. Yo, for, did anyone else think that that was that wasn't him pulling? It was like a retractable. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was retractable. Yeah, yeah. I pulled it out. It took me three goes. It took me three goes <laughs> to see the arm movement, like the, just the like shoulder. Just you know, it was. Sick. It's and just I like a how, weird thing because it's it's fine if you want to show like. Oh, this is a guy that's like barely hanging on and he's trying to be imposing. But the music, it climaxes to like this big, and it, it literally is a crescendo to watch him breathe and then put his mask on. Yeah. The, the music, the music looked like the scene should have been Vader holding up his force choke hand <laughs> and choking. Like that's what the music yeah. looked yeah, what, like. Yeah. And instead, it was this guy pulling his fucking I have asthma apparatus <laughs> tight against his chest. Which is basically only there to show that time has passed. You know? yeah. <laughs> so hold on. So pretty much Forrest Whitaker's character is Clint Eastwood in every movie. <laughs> I feel like Forrest Whitaker probably filmed for three weeks straight. And then in the last cut, he was like, wait. What the fuck? I'm only in this for five seconds. Like, yeah, I'm gonna and, talk I, like know, this and... for the most of the movie. Book of day, book of day. Lies, go. I, I just deception. No, I, I agree. I, I think. And what sucks is the character of Saul Guerrero is it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you venture out again, I keep bringing up the Clone Wars, but it's just such an amazing it's, series. They're bringing him on Rebels now too. Oh, Rebels oh, yeah. is so good. He's I love guys. Rebels. I, I will say this um, to counter my criticism of the movie, and I said this to Danny earlier too. I think this is the first movie in the franchise that successfully brought characters from the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and, and the cartoons yeah. I will give all you in one movie. Yeah, I, I totally They successfully brought that together. They brought um, Bail Organa, yep. which mm-hmm. when I saw Jimmy Smits, I think Jimmy Smits is a goofy-ass actor, <laughs> but when I saw him... On the screens, I didn't know he was in the movie. Like, did you him. think? Did you think he was CGI because you weren't sure he was still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was 2016. So Mike even leaned over, was like, "Oh, it's good to know he's still working." <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I thought that was brilliant because yeah. because yeah. it, it makes sense. And yeah. then um, I never actually watched the cartoons. It's just I haven't gotten around to it. But then when I I started googling about um, Saw, 
and I noticed it, and I found that he was in the cartoons. So you have all these characters. I, I, I have mixed feelings about the CGI of um, I, Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay, Tarkin well, was... We're, we're going to get to that. No, yeah, okay, I have great, mixed great, feelings, great, but, great. but my point is, is that even with my mixed feelings, they successfully binded the different aspects of the universe yeah. into one movie. And I will, I will, inside, yeah. And I, I will totally, I'm, I'm, and for, first off, like, like, I love that we have different points, uh, which is, I think is great. Um, and I do agree that I, I, I personally did not really care for Jin's backstory and her as a character. Um, I mean, I, I like, I liked her at the end, but I just didn't really care for, like, for me personally, the first half of it. Um, I didn't really, yeah. I didn't buy it, uh, but I thought Cassian, and I thought I loved Bodie. I loved Bodie's mm-hmm. character. I wanted more of like, like I feel like that was like the the grit, and like, I would have loved well, to see more. Of so that. let's we got to take our next commercial break. But when we come back, we're gonna talk because <coughs> Bodie is the most sympathetic character in the entire film, and I'm gonna explain why as soon as we come back. And you may not have thought about it at the time, but when I point this out to you, mind's blown. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. So. Uh, if you wish to join the conversation, give us a call 909-360-8330. We will be right back. Go! <laughs> Save the dream. <laughs> when it comes to your vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. But with so many options, it can be hard to find an honest and reliable shop. That's where Mike's Automotive comes in. At Mike's Automotive, we have a commitment to honest service at a reasonable price. Located in the heart of Upland, Mike's Automotive is ready to prove to you that honest auto repair still exists. So for starters, bring your car in for any major service and your oil change is on us. Call for an appointment today, 909-373-3040. That phone number again is 909-373-3040. Or find us on the web at mikesautomotiveandtire.com. Is your old RV or box truck in need of a new paint job? Is the carpet torn up or headliner hanging in your car? At Century Auto Body, we specialize in box truck, utility truck, and RV body repair and paint. But that's not all. We also offer full-service interior repair and customization. From an old torn-up carpet to slash seats and hanging headliners, Century Auto Body will make it all look and feel new again. Century Auto Body has been family-owned and operated for 29 years, serving Southern California right here in beautiful Montclair. Click on our banner at chaoticradio.com and find us online at centuryab.net. Y hablamos espanol. Avengers Cycle Works is a full-service and custom bike build repair shop specializing in motor rebuilds, transmission work, insurance repairs, performance mods, and much, much more. Avengers Cycle Works. I am Zig, owner of Avengers Cycle Works in San Bernardino. I'm a rider just like you, and I ride every day. I'm also a rider coach and know that a motorcycle needs to be in top shape. Whether it's just cruising down the road, hitting your favorite canyon, track day, or playing in the dirt, I have 30-plus years experience and hope I can take care of your bike like it's my own. Call us today at 909-387-9700. That's 909-387-9700. Or take a look at our website at AvengersCycleWorks.com. We back our work and riding. Shiny side up. Have you taken a basic motorcycle rider course or already have thousands of miles of saddle time? Would you like to enhance your riding skills and bring yourself to the next level? Then contact Moto1.us, capital M-O-T-O, capital O-N-E.us. Learn from the best advanced skills instructors on two wheels with several levels of advanced courses, evasive maneuvers, proper cornering skills, slow speed maneuvers, braking techniques, and tech tips on your motorcycle to bring you more in tune with your body, bike, and mind. 
They also have on-road instruction through some of the best scenic roads in Southern California. This is Zig from the Zig Zone, and I have taken all of them, and I can say it's worth the knowledge skills. So if you're in the high desert from Asperia and Napa Valley to Palmdale, or in the low desert from San Bernardino and Riverside to Indio, contact the best of the best at Moto1.us. Capital M-O-T-O, capital O-N-E.us. For a site near you, that's capital M-O-T-O, capital O-N-E.us. And tell them Zig sent you for a special discount. Shiny side up. Are you and your friends looking for a fun night out, but you're tired of the same old gathering spots? Then you need to get roadhoused. The Etiwanda Roadhouse, located at 12583 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Conveniently located near the Day Creek exit off the 210 freeway. The Etiwanda Roadhouse has nightly food specials, drink specials, pub trivia, karaoke, live entertainment and dancing, and all your favorite sports displayed on large flat screen televisions. For more information, check them out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Get roadhoused at the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Craig and Sons Termite and Pest Control. Family owned and operated. Proudly serving the Inland Empire for over 20 years. Nice, friendly, trained technicians. Specializing in treatments for ants, spiders, fleas, ticks, and roaches. We also take care of gophers and rodents. Getting bites and not quite sure from what? Ask about our bed bug detection and treatment offers. Military and senior discounts are available. Don't forget to mention our free termite inspections. Call Craig and Sons toll free 800-281-2219. No gimmicks or long-term contracts. Just good old-fashioned quality service from our family to yours. When it comes to your vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. But with so many options, it can be hard to find an honest and reliable shop. That's where Mike's Automotive comes in. At Mike's Automotive, we have a commitment to honest service at a reasonable price. Located in the heart of Upland, Mike's Automotive is ready to prove to you that honest auto repair still exists. So for starters, bring your car in for any major service and your oil change is on us. Call for an appointment today, 909-373-3040. That phone number again is 909-373-3040. Or find us on the web at mikesautomotiveandtire.com. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio, puny earth creature. Now where did I put that Illudium Pew 36 space modulator? Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, we've got Matt Acevedo from Nerdist and Geek and Sundry in the studio and Mr. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Oh, no, Derek, no. I'll wait for it. It's coming to later. I was right. See, I was, I was leaving you guys. <laughs> I was going to leave. In the studio, and we are talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> now, before uh, before the break, uh, we I had mentioned uh, we, Bodhi got brought up, mm-hmm. the, the, the pilot. And um, I said that he, yes, he did carry the message. And I said that he was the the most sympathetic character in the entire film, and I was going to explain why. Uh, Number one, actually, this is the whole point. He is the only (laughs) character that is raped in the movie (laughs) by a giant tentacle Japanese porn monster, okay? And upon a third viewing, upon a third viewing, as that creature is moving forward, it has like five little dicks right in front on the floor. So when that thing got up on him, it raped him. 
Okay. <laughs> See, look at I saw this thing on the internet. He was That's what I'm saying. It's not an original movie. After that, it's not an original movie. This has happened in cartoons before. <laughs> I've watched. <laughs> I've seen clips. Pukula actually means hentai. Pukula. It's That's he's speaking his own language. Yeah. But that no. was like to me that was the only reason that people were afraid of him. It was like, well, you'll get raped by the tentacle monster. <laughs> And that's all you need to, to be. Lose a, one's all mind. you need to be afraid of. Let's be honest. Uh, also, I'm Boogie on the pilot, and I've done things. I, I like that he lost his mind just long enough until someone was like, "Are you the pilot?" I, I'm the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh I yeah, I wish that's... that worked for a reek on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, uh, you know, they are great. Oh, yeah, I wish. <laughs> My girlfriend brought up that point too. She's like, he should have been like way more like affected by that tentacle and, monster. You know what? But it, it's also, it goes back to the overdramatic performance of Forrest Whitaker and just everything that they tried to do to make him imposing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was a line that, like, he wasn't actually supposed to lose his mind, but, like, they're trying to make Saul Guerrero so... Uh, Paranoid pa- Yeah, crazy. just like the rebellion version of Darth Vader, and it's like, no, yeah... It, you can't just make shit up to make yourself imposing. Well, I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering if that was one of the things that was reshot because like he did lose his mind and Disney was like, no, no, you can't, you can't have that. No, they reshot Re-shoot that, it. but they didn't take the five dicks off the monster. <laughs> I'm sh- telling hey, you, hey, next time you watch your it, battles, okay? next time you watch it, that movie should have had an NC-17 rating, <laughs> goddammit. Look, it's not a Disney movie unless there's a penis on the castle. That is so. true. <laughs> That's true. Or at least five. Yeah. That's right. They talk about hidden Mickeys. It's really the hidden dick. Uh, find the hidden dick. <laughs> yep. Well, no, but that's a fair point too. Like how that would have actually been really an interesting character if Bodhi was like almost borderline psychotic. He like yeah, because he he's like, still a good character who wants to help, but he's like out of his mind. And, and like it's like, do you trust him? Like this guy who's like who's like lost in mind. He holds the only information of the Empire. Like, do you trust this character? Do you like that would have been a fascinating been thing. Interesting. They, they played it safe. Yeah. I get it, but that no, could have been interesting. And yeah. that could have been like it, even, it didn't even have to be that big. Like because you don't you never go full retard. Like he could have. <laughs> He could have just, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he could have like just been slightly off. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah, Yeah. just like give him a twitch or something. Yeah, yeah, something. (laughs) Just a dick. Whatever. Just whatever. The Uh, impact. Don't be impact. Don't say dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like he just whatever. Like he just he doesn't like to be touched or something. Pilot. Yeah. I don't. I just thought it'd be funny if someone like wait, you're not the pilot, are you? Fuck yeah, I am. Or maybe he doesn't. The pilot. Maybe he doesn't want to be the pilot after that because that's what got him into trouble in the first place. What if it's just, Are you the pilot? No. Who said that? Who's what asking? If, what if just saying I'm the pilot is now his new Tourette's? And he's just is that Hodor? He, Hodor? Hodor? I'm the pilot. 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 Hey, Bodhi, how's it going? I'm, I'm the pilot. The pilot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. uh, but I will say, just as a note to kind of wrap up the section, I, again, that is another testament to how underdeveloped the characters. We found the most interesting actually are because they had to focus so much on this primary character that we lose out on something that could have been really intriguing about this character that doesn't get enough. Yeah, and I think it was I think it was Matt that brought it up about uh, you know that we do spend most of the beginning of the film just focusing on that backstory. Yeah, and kind of getting us up to speed. We don't even meet the gang as it were until like almost halfway into the movie. Yeah. Um and I see and, and like it, it's to to give it the beginning credit, I see I, I didn't care for the gin part, but what I did like was the interaction between uh uh her dad and uh the the general. 
um, Krennic. Direct Krennic. 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 Yeah. Uh, I just like, for me, I like that, that juicy. I, I just let's like saying that th- I love, like, that's why I like, like Sinestro so much because they think they're, du- it's, 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 a. Uh, it's a lawful evil, uh, where it's mm. like they think they're doing the right thing. They truly believe that this will bring order and peace to the galaxy. And seeing like him passionately, be like we were this close to establishing that. Look, I'm gonna bring this up one time, and then I'll drop it because I've I've mentioned it. I, I already review. know. <laughs> but apparently, being the director in the Empire means you can't find someone to iron your goddamn cape. <laughs> <laughs> that shit bugged the. Fuck out of me! The Look, whole movie—it was so fucking wrinkled. He, he Every time you it, would like walk and it would flow in the wind. You're like, this is such a first world problem. This is such an empire hey, problem. Hey, hey. <laughs> Vader's the blackest dude in that movie, and his cape is fucking perfectly stupid. Because have you seen Vader. a black person's skin? They lotion. It's the same thing with the cape. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. I'm I'm on Mike's side because he fucking brought that up to me after the first watch, and I was like, dude, you're fucking. It's just the lighting. And, I, and then every fucking time after, that, I saw it, it twice, and I was like. I can't watch you anymore. Damn it, Mike. I didn't see that. goddamn cape. No, I know I, if I see it again, I'm going to just say no, that. No, you won't be able no. to look I t- away. I it's told, awful. I told JoJo about it before I took her to see it, and then every time he would come up, she started <laughs> chuckling because she could see it, and she could see me fucking losing my shit. In the oh, seat. man. I'm not going to unsee this. And, you won't. You can't. Right. My it, girlfriend, it can't be unseen. Uh, Katie, my girlfriend, brought up something too that now I can't see. She like, she's like, I like the movie, but why is the main, why is the girl? She always has her head tilt. Like, is that an acting <laughs> choice? Like, <laughs> and she, she'll like, girl, she'll look at me, just tilt her head with her puffy lips. Like, like, she's she trying not that? to look up to see the uh, the imperial flag flying. Over there. there you go. Uh, while we're on director Krennic, okay, uh, I stumbled upon this. Uh, Really cool article that says, uh, in A New Hope, when they have the uh, regional governors gathered around the table, mm-hmm. um, you notice there's a, an empty chair around the table. And somebody oh. pointed this out. It's Director Krennic's chair. Oh. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Interesting. That's, hmm. a, that's a fun Ooh, little Tip of the fact. hat to that. <laughs> now, I will say this. I know that Krennic is supposed to be the primary antagonist of this film, mm-hmm. and this can kind of segue into some CGI stuff. Uh, but I found Tarkin... So much more interesting. Than uh, I found. Oh yeah, yes. because he's Tarkin. So I, I was gonna say this, and I didn't want to. No, like, no, you, jump in. Who, who just said because he's Tarkin? Who I did. That? Fuck you. You don't learn shit about Tarkin in the original Star Wars. That's true. Was, That's true. I didn't give a fuck about Tarkin back then. This is the first time where I was like, oh, this guy is ambitious and he's an asshole, and, and I like it, and I want to know more. And I think you I like Krennic because of Tarkin. I, I think that's why I like Krennic because I felt like bad for him. I was like, man, this guy's taking his credit like come on man well, let me take that a step further i think one of the most interesting aspects and it's just me you know everyone has different tastes the the um the, the relationship between them and how they developed over the course of the movie could have been its own fucking movie oh, oh yeah fuck. yeah like yeah. imagine imagine rogue one being retold from simply the perspective of critic uh, i guess yeah, Krennic, Krennic, yeah. from him yeah. dealing with tarkin and vader and then dealing with this like you know a traitorous engineer, and that that could have been its own fucking yeah, movie. No, absolutely. Dealing I agree. with like every time they were talking, like I was the the CGI kind of bugged me a little bit, but the 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 chemistry between them, I was just like, fuck, like that's intense shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it, and it, lead, it lends it it lends itself to seeing that that corruption of like I love oh, that they're, shit. They I are love that shit. they are led by the dark side. So yeah, they're gonna feed into greed and ambition yeah, and backstabbing good. and betrayal and like yeah, they're, was, they're gonna do that amongst it, themselves. It was moments like bum, that bum, that really. Honestly, it was moments like that that really like like had me like it really had me into yeah. this movie like. 
I just love that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. those little nuances were the things yeah, I felt was, that really. I, I, there's such interesting scenes, like because then Tarkin in one scene was like, "If you don't do this, like we're gonna fuck you up." And then like ten minutes later, when you see him, he's like, "Oh hey, like I did this," and he's like, "Great." You're not going to get credit for it. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. And he's like, what? And in my head, Grant, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I was like, <laughs> no, it's totally that's in there. That's in the script. Like, hey, that's what it, Tarkin's like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, uh, but he's British, so it sounds nice. <laughs> there you go. Go but it's in my head, like, I thought, I thought that kind of stuff was super interesting. I was like, yeah. That, yeah. that almost, I know Danny was doing the Game of Thrones thing, but like that almost like political mm, I love like that said. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting. Like, yeah. When, they explored that more. It could have been really... Now, let's take a quick aside, since we've brought up Tarkin now, uh, because this is something that has really fucking divided the internet. Like, yeah, crazy. no, it has. Uh, is the CGI. Now, uh, so let's go around real quick, and I'm going to start. I fucking, like, I had no issues with it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I When he first appeared on screen, <coughs> I fucking thought that was a real guy that looked just like him. And then, yeah, as he does, like, sometimes when he's talking, you're like, okay, I see it. But I thought it was fucking spot on. Like, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Like, yeah. the entire movie. Um, and I think that is attributed a lot to the fact that he is in dark scenes. So that helps. Um, I will say, just real quickly, the Leia thing at the end, I thought that was terrible CGI and also unnecessary. But moving on, what did you think of Tarkin? Um, visually. Visually, I was, I, look, for me, and I'm really glad we're talking about this because I was really amped about it. But I, I don't find, I think CGI is a tool in film and you, there's two ways that people use it so far in Hollywood. You either build the whole fucking place around CGI and that's the improper way of doing it. But yeah. if you're using it as this like one thing to build, to uh, build on a story that you're telling to further the story and it makes sense why he was there. It, it totally, it makes sense. If you're using CGI as a tool to help share the story, I think it's a great way. I, I don't even care if it looks good or bad. I, I just think if, if you're using it for that reason, that's why we should have CGI to further a story. No, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. I mean, they could have done Tarkin and Polygons and <laughs> I'd have been like, you know what? Tark- I would have liked Tark- to have seen that. Tarkin belong. <laughs> he belongs in this section of time. I mean, he would be here. He would be doing this job. He needs to be in the movie. Yeah. And, and, uh, really quick, just on the Leia thing, like, like the, that wasn't, that, that was, that's not CGI. It's, uh, it's weirder. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a motion uh, capture. It's a motion capture of Carrie Fisher's actual face. And then, like, they put it on, like, Michael's face. But you know? it's like, still, it's, it's still not okay. Like, it, it still it, looks yeah. awful. It, it looks but awful, me, but. Again, it, it belongs there. And yeah, it needs to be yeah. There. but it was unnecessary. They could have done it from just the back. And you she know what? Could've... I think that would have been better, actually. Yeah, you know, I, a week, a week ago, I would have agreed with you, but given current events, no. And actually, and actually, JoJo's the one that brought this up when we watched it. Like she afterwards, she was like, the, she loved the movie, but she said at the end, that's how they should have done it. It should not have. They should have never shown her face. You could have just. So that a guy could have come up and given the information and we could have even like if they wanted to say the word hope she could have said it but we just never see her face and I thought I think that would have sold it, it totally. I, I, you know what would have been awesome that. to me like I because I'm going to agree with you because I found I enjoyed the Tark I honestly and this is just me being ignorant but I forgot the guy died like I, I thought he I was still alive yeah. so when he showed up for the first like 30 seconds I was like oh shit that guy looks good like <laughs> he has an age a day <laughs> well, he really is a Sith Lord with the with the Leia but then, thing. Hold on, but then uh but then I as I watched it more I was like oh yeah it's clearly right. CGI but it was done very well it was done sparingly I, I didn't feel like they went overboard what I will say about the Leia the Leia one bothered me one 
I don't think she needed to be there in the first place. I, to me, I felt, it felt really forced as a scene. But if you wanted to do it, I think you should have just shown her from the back. The guy comes up, hands her the thing. And if you want to show a glimmer of her face and not make it fucking weird, then show her a reflection in oh, yeah. the, in the, that would have been cool. As she's that looking out and they're like, okay. Oh, what did they bring us? And then boom, you zero on the reflection. Cause then if the reflection is CGI, yeah. you won't notice it. Cause it's on the backdrop of space. They can't do that. Cause they already did that with Tarkin. You can't do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I don't care. I don't care. For me, I, I just I, wrote the end of Rogue One and it's brilliant. I thought it, it, it should have been, uh, I, I didn't, it didn't bother me, but if it was any longer, like, I think like if anything, if it was even just like, like a faster turn, she's just hope, like really fast. That would have been fine. Uh, but it didn't bother me. I, I, I looked like I saw a ghost for me. I was like, whoa. Yeah. No, it was, it was what depression. I was going to say is, um, as far as the CGI goes, and I read an article about this in this last week too. I think Tarkin was done well. And I think Matt hit the point, like hit it right on the head that Tarkin is a necessary character in this story. Yeah. So it works. Leia was not necessarily required in the story. What I'm concerned about, especially after reading this article I read, was that, how is this the slippery slope thing? How is this going to go down? Like, Carrie Fisher just died. Um, and this article I read pretty much said, like, please don't do this to her in the third movie of oh, this new trilogy. I don't think they will. Yeah, but I know and that. But, but And it's kind of that slippery slope of, like, okay, and this is kind of going <laughs> on a tangent, but if we can do this to any actor well, but here's or any thing. character. If, it, if she has, look, if you're doing what they did with Tarkin, to her character in the new movie, I think it would, one, it would work better because he was old. So, like, having those imperfections in the face, that's fine. But trying to capture, like, young Leia mm-hmm. when you're just doing a motion capture d- just did not work for me. If you're doing older, older Leia, like she was in Force Awakens or how she, however she's going to appear in the second film, like, that I don't have a problem with, especially if her story is not wrapped up in the second movie. You can't just sure. be like, yeah. oh, she died off screen. Well, I, I guess like, you bring up a good point, and that, that's fair. My point is, is just kind of from a moral standpoint. Like, with Paul Walker in Fast and the Furious. Know, it's been a long day. But, like, with that, that was, you, my friend. that was tastefully done because they, they were filming the movie. They wanted to finish it. Cool. Yeah. Right? yeah. But if hypothetical, this is hypothetical, and this next movie coming out, Fast and the Furious, if they somehow digitalized Paul Walker into that movie, yeah. morally, I would feel uncomfortable. I, I would and I feel... Would agree. Yeah, yeah, it would be bad. But they've and all, that's where but, with... But see, that's the thing. They've already wrapped up that story. No, but he's saying... No, he's, saying, saying he's saying down like, the line. Yeah. He's saying hypothetically, let's say, they didn't have a concern for... You know, because... As an example, in that Fast and the Furious franchise, like, those guys all like each other outside of work. Like, yeah. they're oh, yeah. all friends. They, you know... They, so there's... There's a genuine respect for Paul Walker... As a person. So, like, anything that they do to, like, include him in the film or whatever is out of respect to him. What he's saying is, let's say that wasn't the case and these guys all just work together and they can give a fuck. So, what the fear is, oh, this worked out great. People really liked this Paul Walker or Tarkin or Leia. We can just make movies with the hologram artist. I understand the fear, but also... I don't think that's ever going to happen because number one, nobody really gives a fuck about Leia in the later films. If anybody who's like, no, Leia's the greatest, it's because they're pandering because she's dead. <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm being no, that's, serious. That's a good point. That's a good, that's she was right. barely in Force Awakens. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. My, my point isn't necessarily just saying Leia specifically. I just use that as an example. 
My only, the issue was, it's kind of the same thing with all these hologram uh, music artists. Granted, I loved when fucking Tupac came out as a hologram. Yeah. That shit made my day. Fucking shit. God damn. But it's kind of that slippery slope, like, down the line, not just lay it, other movies, with the work they did on Tarkin, which was, I thought was very well done. Yeah. And the work on Leia, which is okay, I guess. Um, down the line, like, morally, I kind of have an issue where it's like, so now you're just going to start recreating old actors out of nostalgia. And that kind of bugs me in a sense that like, yeah, that's, I, that's the point I'm making. It's yeah, kind I of get off you. topic. No, 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 I get you. But that's I, the point yeah, I'm I making. Agree. If it, you it, think, it, if you don't think that technology is going to replace every human being on the planet, <laughs> actually, you're completely mis- well, mistaken. Then make, then make a fucking cartoon. We're, we're going to be cool obsolete well, very and, soon. And look, 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 you, I, you understand my point. Yeah, though, yeah, like, yeah, there's totally, never yeah. been a better example uh, than Chris Hardwick himself because he really just replaces everybody on late night television anyway. But that's, that's my only issue with that I was fine because like like Matt said Tarkin was very crucial to the story and so I was cool with it the Leia cameo I agree with you guys too it should have been better it could have been a little more discreet uh, and actually uh, for story purposes I don't think she belonged there at all yeah because earlier and I'm going to say this right now I'm just going to start about continuity er, yeah yeah I have a yeah. big that was my biggest yeah. fucking yeah. problem with the movie is that earlier right before the shit hits the fan <laughs> yeah. Bale's like I'm going to go and I'm going back to Alderaan, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to give this to this person. Oh, I trust her with my life. Great. Great. Then Boom. we hear, hey, where did General Fishface go? Oh, he's joining the battle. Why the fuck was Leia on his warship? That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. no fucking sense. Hey, you know, she's a guy. She's a guy. She's a girl who likes a man in power. She was with him. <laughs> it, hey, it was- she was on a diplomatic mission. <laughs> No, that's no, a, there's, there's a lot of I, I tried to not bring it up. There's a lot of continuity issues that, that and that was that was one of the I will say one. that was the uh, womp rat sized exhaust port of <laughs> yeah, that movie. Yeah, that was it was <laughs> a hard one to explain because it was this. I, I felt like that's where they kind of started to mix the fan service with the story continuity because yeah, yeah, like I putting. Agree. Uh, an example would be like putting General Tarkin in there. That's also fan service as well because this is a character that we've grown to really enjoy. But he has a reason to be there. It makes sense that he's there. Yeah. So now you've got – you're telling a new story, but you're also kind of servicing fans to be like, hey, you guys, remember him? And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. With Leia, it was just like, okay, yeah, I remember her, but why the fuck was she fighting on this – like, well, that's not where they, she was going to get the plans. If they just – if they like did the same thing, they get into that escape ship – and then they jump to hyperspace and dock on another ship. That would have way more sense. Well, because well, yeah, uh, Danny and I were talking about this earlier when we were hanging out. <laughs> In my head, it's like, so these two movies are pretty much right back to back. Yeah, yeah. And so when you look at A New Hope now, and Leia's like, I was on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Vader's like, bitch, I just saw you leave. <laughs> like, like, who but do also, you think you're talking to? Also, like, no, was look, that you that can't. shared that meme? Maybe, yeah. Dude, there's a great meme that's exactly <laughs> like that. It was like, bitch, I just saw you yeah. fly away from the battle. I just can't saw be, you leave. Like, it can't be immediate, though, either, because, going back to more continuity problems, they just fucking showed the two droids <laughs> oh, on yeah. the ground yeah. after yes. they were already gone. So in, It's got to be like a month or something. Maybe she pit stops at uh, yeah. Yavin. Yeah, they have to go back to Yavin, but also, I don't understand why the <laughs> fuck they would do that, because... You just left Imperial Space. I'm pretty sure they'd be able to track you back to your secret base. Yeah. But whatever. So at some point in the future, she has to get the droids, and then they get chased down by Vader, which honestly doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, because think about it. Like, Vader has to go back all the way back to his <laughs> ship. Meanwhile, they're in hyperspace. So 
Yeah, it's still. Get it, it, was, it, was, it was a little bit of a mess. It, yeah. Yeah, then, it could have been solved by just, they, like you said, they, they either they, they get the information, they take off, maybe even just have them land somewhere and Leia's there to meet them. Yeah. And yeah. gets it. Like, that would... I, Thinking I, she's on a diplomatic mission. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hey, we know you're on a diplomatic mission, but we got some shit to yeah, tell you. She just arrives at Yavin. The fucking droids are there. there yeah. The ship lands. We got this information. They're, but if they're on Yavin, they have no need to put I, the exactly. plans in R2. Exactly. There's, there's problems, guys. Yeah. Look, that's how we're so saying. here's, so here's what, what it is. Oh, no, they no, they no, stop at next. Alderaan. Damn it. Pick up Leia. <laughs> <laughs> But then where the fuck did the droids get on there? One, fuck the droids. Let's talk. Let's talk about technology. You can't fuck the droids. They have the plans. <laughs> We're talking about a civilization that makes fucking laser swords, and that's okay. <laughs> so they upload plans from a satellite to a ship, and this fucking ship can't transfer those files to every other fucking <laughs> ship. Uh, like no, they they have to put it on a floppy, floppy disk. They have to put it on a floppy disk. <laughs> well, Mike, what the did, fuck? Did you see the size of the cartridge? The information was <laughs> it was eight track, man. I'm pretty. This sure was a long time ago, guys. I'm just saying, they're when running that, on a Commodore 64 or some shit. Like, I don't, I'm just saying, when that ship's engine died, there could have been like maybe we should like Bluetooth this over to like <laughs> what I call I call him Admiral Akbar's grandpa. I was like to him. Maybe just send it over there. I love, uh, my but, favorite part is when he's like, sir, we're receiving a transmission. And it's like fucking Betamax. Like just. <laughs> the dots. The remedy to me is that they could have done that to where like they couldn't transfer that file digitally. So they physically had to move the file. And that could have been literally they handed off to somebody who got out of the space ball trap around the city. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> oh, you think they stole that? Person? I'm not saying they stole it. I'm just saying it's. it's I'm just saying somebody else mail brought the check. Clever. Keep firing, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> the, all the rebellion needed was a vacuum. <laughs> but yeah, like. Just I, that issue. Just to make it clear, we all really did enjoy this movie. Guys. We all did yeah, enjoy, we all it. enjoy it. We're nerds. I did it's enjoy our responsibilities it. to pick at the spot. Yeah. 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 We, every one of us has an actually inside yeah. of us. So, but, okay, okay, I have, we have to go down that road now. Right, can can you hold this train of thought till after our commercial break? Because we no. got to take one. Fine. Right. <laughs> you don't have a choice in the matter. No. 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 no, no, save the dream, save the vacuum. No. So what you're saying is there's now two no's that are obnoxious in the Star Wars yes. canon. No. Actually, three. What's the other one? Luke's. No! <laughs> That's not true! <laughs> That's impossible! Well, he is a Skywalker, so it runs a into the family. Bitch. It runs into the family. All right, so when we come back, we're going to talk more Star Wars Rogue One. We'll be right back. Pukale! This is... ChaoticRadio.com Have you taken a basic motorcycle rider course or already have thousands of miles of saddle time? Would you like to enhance your riding skills and bring yourself to the next level? Then contact Moto1.us, capital M-O-T-O, capital O-N-E.us. Learn from the best advanced skills instructors on two wheels with several levels of advanced courses, evasive maneuvers, proper corning skills, slow speed maneuvers, braking techniques, and tech tips on your motorcycle to bring you more in tune with your body, bike, and mind. 
They also have on-road instruction through some of the best scenic roads in Southern California. This is Zig from the Zig Zone, and I have taken all of them, and I can say it's worth the knowledge, safety, and skills. So if you're in the high desert from Asperia and Napa Valley to Palmdale, or in the low desert from San Bernardino and Riverside to Indio, contact the best of the best at Moto1.us. Capital M-O-T-O, capital O-N-E.us. For a site near you, that's capital M-O-T-O, capital O-N-E.us. And Tell them Zig sent you for a special discount. Shiny side up. Are you and your friends looking for a fun night out, but you're tired of the same old gathering spots? Then you need to get roadhoused. The Etiwanda Roadhouse, located at 12583 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Conveniently located near the Day Creek exit off the 210 freeway. The Etiwanda Roadhouse has nightly food specials, drink specials, pub trivia, karaoke, live entertainment and dancing, and all your favorite sports displayed on large flat screen televisions. For more information, check them out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Get roadhoused at the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Craig and Sons Termite and Pest Control. Family owned and operated. Proudly serving the Inland Empire for over 20 years. Nice, friendly, trained technicians. Specializing in treatments for ants, spiders, fleas, ticks, and roaches. We also take care of gophers and rodents. Getting bites and not quite sure from what? Ask about our bed bug detection and treatment offers. Military and senior discounts are available. Don't forget to mention our free termite inspections. Call Craig and Sons toll free 800-281-2219. No gimmicks or long-term contracts. Just good old-fashioned quality service from our family to yours. Hey, what's up, guys? It's the barber from the Rantaholics. As some of you know, I may or may not have paid a visit to a courtroom in my life. Okay, maybe two. This doesn't make me the brightest bulb, but one thing is for sure, I always remember to call attorney Scott Henry. When they say to me, who's your one phone call, you best believe I'm calling attorney Scott Henry. At the law offices of Scott Henry, criminal defense is what they eat for breakfast. Don't leave your future in freedom up to some fly-by-night attorney that your mom met at bingo. Take it from me, these things are important. If the popo's got your number, you better have attorney Scott Henry's. Oh, and did I mention he specializes in DUI? If you should have called Uber, but you didn't, then call Scott Henry today. His number is 888-444-7210. That number again is 888-444-7210. Don't mess around, friends. It's your future. Scott is also on the interwebs at www.duipractice.com. Don't take chances. Call a professional. Getting in an accident is stressful. Dealing with the insurance company makes things even harder. That's why at Century Auto Body, we walk you through the entire process step by step, making sure the repairs to your vehicle are done correctly and efficiently, minimizing the time you spend apart from your car. Century Auto Body has been family owned and operated for over 29 years, serving Southern California right here in beautiful Montclair. We work with all the biggest insurance companies in the industry, and we have an eye for the detail. When you hand us the keys, we handle all the insurance company communication, paperwork, and repairs. No hassle no drama. We work as a family to better serve you. If you get an accident, call 909-621-6142 and we will make the process painless and easy. Click on our banner at chaoticradio.com and find us online at centuryab.net. Y hablamos español. This is Kermit the Frog. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. 
Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, we've got Mr. Roadhouse. Roadhouse! Derek, drop the ball all together. Nope. 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 And our... sparingly. And our... And our other special guest picked up that ball. You got I it. got you, dude. You got it. I was actually being not Kobe and passing. What? Whoa. What? Is that, that like a... That's, sorry, a that's, that's a sports term. That's a different podcast. I apologize. Is that like cricket or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, cricket? <laughs> you got to know what a crumpet is to know how to play cricket. <laughs> and also we have Matt Acevedo from Nerdist and Geek and Sundry in Hello. the studio as well. And tonight we're talking Rogue One very heatedly and passionately tonight. I think this this has been one of our more on point conversations. Well, we're trying to save the dream. We are <laughs> save the dream. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Mr. Roadhouse, you were making Roadhouse. a point right before. Thank you. You were making a point right before a commercial break. Did you? Are you still there? I forgot it. <laughs> I said I I, I said Hello, it during the commercial break, friend. but now oh I forgot it. Well, this is Uh-oh. awkward. What I say during the commercial break. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. We weren't, actually, we weren't actually listening to you. We were pretending to You know, you were going to say you. something and Mike asked you to hold on to that thought. Yeah. And yeah. then we went to commercial. Okay, you remember that? Oh. You took that big bong rip. <laughs> oh. Look, all right, fine. I'll, I'll get us back on track. If there is anything to take away from this movie, and, and you can use this in your everyday life, okay? If you are ever in a city that is under military occupation and suddenly <laughs> they all leave... Time to get the fuck out of that city. Yeah. Hey, rats abandoning a ship. Yeah. 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 And it's like, especially if it's in like a hurry mm-hmm. and they're all going at once, yep. probably should be like, hey, where are they going? We should get out of here yeah. because, uh, you'll be looking at that horizon. Yeah. And there's no horizon. <laughs> you know, I did like seeing the, I, I did like what about, what I did like about that scene was the, I love seeing the extremists because of course the, like, there, there would be extremists on the rebel side. Like, mm-hmm. like just, he probably yeah. the empire too. Like, there's, there's extremists everywhere, you know. Well, Spe- like especially the- if you know the character too, because I, I I never watched cartoons, but I did my my googling, yeah, yeah, and saw his sister, I believe, mm-hmm. died because of the war. Yep. And so he turned an extremist. What's, and what's funny is you see his right hand guy more than you see him. Yeah, yeah that's the, true. The guy that actually so, goes out and does the work. Like the, oh, <laughs> and, I'm telling you, he he filmed a lot more scenes. I'm betting on. It. <laughs> yeah, here's and another he know, kind yeah. of continuity loophole. Uh, Ponda and Evanson showing up in Jeddah. And getting well, out just in the nick of time. They, dude, you, that's, they, they were passing, they were probably on their way okay. to the ship port to head to Tatooine. They wanted to leave one desert to go to another. <laughs> I actually liked that cameo. It was Me funny. Too. I liked it. You best yeah. watch yourself. But it is one of those where you have to like, you, you have to rack your brain a little bit. You're like, okay, so they were leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They because were clearly leaving the city, guys. Jeddah was not enough of a <laughs> den of scum and villainy. Like, yeah, no. They, yeah. they had to go to Tatooine. Yeah. 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 No, they were Absolutely. for sure on their way to Tatooine. <laughs> that, that was probably just Jabba one of the, the 12 Hulk systems that he's by, wanted yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. You guys no, that, see, uh, that'll be in the new updated Blu-ray version. Sorry. with uh, That's Jabba the Hutt strolling around in Rogue One. Did you guys see Chopper? Uh, rock, walking around every, or like strolling around everywhere. The the rebels uh, droid, Star Wars rebels droid. Mm-mm. He's yes. in like yes, oh, yeah. Yes. And, and, and their ships there, their ships at the battle. Which so I was just like, yeah. I was so happy. And they even call uh, Admiral uh, Zadula, Zadala, Zadula, Zadula, Zadula. Yeah, they call her name uh, on Yavin because she's on Yavin. 
I, I, that makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, just, they did. They really did their homework in some areas. And yes. then, like you, I think you said, like with the fan service, like they were trying to appeal to the fans, and I think that's where things fell down. I think they still could have appealed to the fans and just done it better, like yeah. in methods that we've already talked well, about. There's, um, and there's little things like the pew pew that guy. Uh, he's in Rogue One, <laughs> and that's a great fan service. <laughs> the what? pew pew guy, the guy in the nest that clocks all the ships coming into Yavin. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. that also does. I, I would also like to point out when you so you mentioned that guy, right? In obviously in uh, Star Wars, they show him clocking the ships going, yeah. in, and they show him doing it. But the moment they hijack the Imperial <laughs> ship. Where the tower's like, you can't be in that. And they flat, he's just like watching it. Like, yeah. he's not clocking it at all. So, hey, nobody told me to do this, so yeah. I'm on break. Oh, look at that sunset. <laughs> my favorite character that doesn't like, have any meaning. He's like to the, he's like the uh, security guys on the Titanic. Who are just like, uh, I'm excited for this guy's backstory. I want, dude, I would it, fucking it, watch a pew pew. Like, uh, he got the like, shit uh, job of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. So he's just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. It's I'm like not going to clock this shit. Are you the backstory of the guy who was on Yavin? Uh, or yeah, Yavin with the uh, who, who looks like he's carrying the extra, and he's like looks like he's carrying like an ice cream maker, and P- the fans like we create this whole backstory and Empire Strikes Back for this character, this black guy with his ice cream maker thing that he was stealing like stuff for the rebels, and there's an action figure of him and stuff like what? yeah, I forgot his I name, but it's, so it's, crazy. it's fascinating. <laughs> well, and also gotcha. we didn't even mention the clever use of stock footage. Oh, oh that yeah. was great. Gold yes. leader and red leader, yeah. Yes, I, I actually, I read an article about that and he, I think it was you that actually told mm-hmm. me this. It was yeah. nice to see them get a win. Um, but yeah, he, <laughs> uh, so the director was basically just going through, you know, the vaults and stuff like that and like he found a bunch of this unused footage and he was like, oh, what is this? And they were like, oh yeah, it's just stuff we're never ever going to use. And he was like, well, can I use it? And they were like, yeah, it's just going to fucking throw it away. And so he went through every fucking piece of film and started like cutting and, out parts know, of that. I got to give it a lot of credit to this director because this is only his third major film that he's ever done. Gareth Edwards, um, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the second one was Godzilla. You know, I'm like, eh. Uh, but the first one he did was like his indie film where they improvised, uh, I think it was like 18 hours of footage where they would just go around Mexico City and they were like, let's try there. And then they cut it down to like a four hour film to then down to a 90 minute film. And it was really good. Um, but like this is a third movie. So I was like, first, your third movie, man. It's pretty, yeah. yeah. Now, did we all, did we all, as soon as he appeared on screen, and they're like, Red 5, stick with it. Stick close by. Like, nope. Nope. He's dead. He's, he's dead. dead. He's, he's not, Red 5. He's not going to make you it. You get the fuck out of Luke's ship right now. <laughs> and then when his Red Leader dies. Warm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, so I actually, uh, the, what was the, what's the, the blind guy's name? Uh, uh Shur Imwe. Sure. Yeah. So him, I, I wanted to bring up something about him, um, where, I'm, I, and like I need to explain, but I don't think he's actually force sensitive. Okay, well I think you're full of shit. Yeah, no, hear me. Out. I, I, please, you keep that please, shit on I, on Nerdist. Explain. I just explain. <laughs> uh, yeah, you take that shit back to Geek look, and Sundry. I, I think he's just uh, he's like the to explain like the ability to like uh, be able to fight and dodge. It's kind of like a hide in like kind of like Daredevil. He's got like a hide in senses. Um, he's a, a very extreme believer of the Force and he believes in it. Um, and however, in the beginning to exp- I, I don't think that. Like when it, the wording is where you have to like kind of look out for when he first runs into Jin, because he's just I think he's just calling out to get people to so he can like was trying to get money. Uh, so he was like, uh, "You with the necklace?" That could have been anyone. 
and Jin took the bait, and then he was like, and then she didn't ask, how did you get that kyber crystal? He said, what do you know about the, ky- the kyber crystals? Because the Empire was mining the kyber crystals. You're kind no. of splitting a uh, lot of no. hairs. Here. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till no. you're done because I'm gonna know. trump you so bad yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, no, um, um, but in in okay. ways you can understand. So no, no. Uh, oh, oh, now so I get what, it. What do you got, Danny? Uh, I got. Um, he wouldn't have if he was not force sensitive. He wouldn't have been able to predict that uh, uh, Cassian was gonna go kill. Um, uh, the dark right, right. Or so, the, the, yeah, because yeah. he says the force moves darkly around somebody who's going to kill yeah and i i think mm-hmm. there's i i think the, and this is something that i loved uh, i loved that there were no lightsabers in this movie oh yeah um and i loved that there were no except for one except for one, except for one. but a very badass that's one. the one i was i had exception with i was fine with that, <laughs> that was fine. um but uh, there really were it was not uh a jedi heavy movie and i really appreciated that but I think you have to give credit where credit is due because I'm sorry. Did you say Jedi or Jedi? Because Je- was- Jedi. I'm sorry. There was a lot of Jedi. I understand. Um, it's hard to get those words. I, but I have if the I best was words, Volkswagen, so. I'd be suing somebody. <laughs> um, but no. So I, I, you as as someone who has done your homework, and I know you've read a lot of the stuff that Disney would consider fan fiction, and even stuff that's in the canon. Um, there, there, the Chidua Inri is like. His force abilities and his sensitivity to the force is very purposeful. I believe that it was in that movie to show you that there are thousands of people in the galaxy, aside from four Skywalkers, that know how to use the force. There might not be Jedi, but they're sensitive to what the force... Like, it it broadens of what the force can do. And then, yeah, you can explain away these moments of just saying the trickery, but that negates everything else that he does in the film, like the ship and like being able to fucking take down a TIE fighter without looking. And also in the end, there's that beautiful scene with, you know, Boz Malbus and him where Boz finally accepts that like, okay, yeah, you're, you're one with the four. Like he finally comes back to his, but what about this? I'm going to, I'm going to just go on his thing for just a second. What if he's not even fucking blind? <laughs> <laughs> no, he says it. He says, are you kidding? I'm blind. Yeah, I know he says it. <laughs> but also, uh, what if he's not it? blind? Billy Valentine or whatever said he was fucking blind. At the Billy Ray Valentine. Tra- yeah, Billy Ray Valentine at the start of trading places. He wasn't fucking blind. So it could just be a big con. No, 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 I don't you, know. You can see his eyes. They're pretty fucked up. Yeah, that could Look, be his like, race. Like, he I, could have contacts in. And I, I totally, I, I love that. Like, I love the force sensitivity. I love that they were, they're bringing it in. I was just like trying, I was just being too nitpicky. Uh, but what, cause like. Don't backtrack. No, 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 I'm not backtracking. I'm, not I'm just, I'm not backtracking. Well, okay. Well, maybe you could use the force. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how psychics work. I don't know. I just think that, that like, like, if there's something fascinating where, uh, like that in this world, there would be, uh, people who just, who are extreme believers, believers. Um, and, and I just think that there's a possibility that he might not be forced. And I, I would buy that if it wasn't for the fact that they, that he took it upon himself to follow them and get them out of peril, which to me speaks volumes about not just his belief, but his sensitivity to the force of saying yeah. like, this is more than just a girl I'm trying to con out of money. This is somebody who's clearly important well, because and- the force 
is I telling think, me I think so. it is somewhat tied to also that they are guardians of the yeah, the cover they're, they're right, of, the, of yeah. yeah of the Jedi <laughs> temple. So I there and there's in all of the other expanded universes of Star Wars, there's tons of characters who are force sensitive, sensitive who right. are not Jedi. And so for me, I was actually very excited to see that. Uh, and also, I just love Donnie Yen and being able to see the badass like, whoop ass. Ugh, so and one almost like one of it man after that. Yeah. Like. And also, but uh, he was also like one of the most for me one of the most compelling characters. Like he's one of the characters I cared the most about. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Both him and his buddy. Like totally. they were, that was the friendship and and just like they weren't there that much but like I cared about those yeah, two yeah I did too when the Look, two main characters uh, went out like they were at the end of fucking Deep Impact like I, <laughs> I was about to say that I actually did, I, I think it was not, the same beach I think daddy yeah like that <laughs> no, didn't you're right. do it's, 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 right. it's I call it Romeo and Juliet syndrome where you watch Romeo and Juliet and you don't give a shit about Romeo and Juliet but you love all the supporting characters Mercutio yeah, yeah, Mercutio. Far, yeah, yeah they're yeah. far more interesting right and, and, and on the like, on my first watch through I totally thought I, I was like oh this is great like, he's four sensitive stuff but on my second and third I was just like really just nitpicking like little things I'm like yeah. oh there's a possibility he might not be but you yeah. still never saw serpent dicks huh Sp- on the- <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's I don't fine. watch hentai or the wrinkly <laughs> critic so <laughs> <laughs> director wrinkles over there <laughs> Uh, Which but no, doesn't uh, make any sense because he visited Vader's fucking lava planet with all the steam, and you're telling me that couldn't get the fucking wrinkles out of your cape? Hey, dude, if it's a hardcore cape, <laughs> and I will say too, like on my first watch through, because um, this is all what well, this stupid you know theory of mine uh, came after the second or third. It was just very nitpicky. However, the first time I saw it, uh, I remember talking to my buddy about it, and I thought it was great that they were bringing force sensitivity because it it knocks out um, that that the force is metachlorians. It's that the force is based on belief. Yeah. If you trust in it. Yeah. It'll give it to you. Uh, it was just like on my third time that I was just like picking out literally minor things. I was like, oh, there's a possibility that right. he might not be. Well, we're almost out of time, so let's get uh, on to the thing uh, that everybody wants to talk about, except for Mike, apparently. Uh, Darth Vader. So he op- he shows up in the film in a fucking steamy naked scene. <laughs> so it's hot. Tastefully so done. Hot. No, it was. Tastefully it was really done. Tastefully well, I think they did done. that because like they wanted to show him. Not being in his suit the whole time because that's well, just unsanitary. It was hot, I gotta tell you. <laughs> to be to be honest, so this is my opinion just about Darth Vader in the movie in general. Um, I, I don't think there's much to talk about because I think he was very well used. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so, totally. And, and I'm not saying that in a, a, a weird way. I just I think there's not much to talk about because he was used well. Uh, the scene where he talks to the director and kind of shuts him down and it's like know your fucking role well he's used well I, but one thing that i have heard pretty much out of everyone's mouth except for yours is the pun is well that some people have had issue with that but the what is it the last five minutes of the movie was uh, that was the mostly greatest me. thing of everything no like i everybody all over the fucking facebook everyone's just like it's the best ever and while i appreciated seeing vader get to be a badass that didn't do anything for me in a oh my god kind of a sense. For me, it was the it the, was the cool, rebels. It was the rebels. Like I, it was those were all extras, and they were greatly acted extras. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I took it really seriously. Yeah, because yeah, like that for me, I bought it because of their reaction to how they were. That's what I it thought really, you just enjoyed watching. Them well, die. I mean, you got thought that's where you were coming. You gotta from. really think this <laughs> is like the first time the rebels thing for extras. It's like the first time the rebels have really engaged Darth Vader. Yeah. Like it's the first time Directly, Vader. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you've had the five zero first, and they've they've been like, you know, what what they call Vader's fist, like the the hand of Vader. <laughs> Nothing like a good Vader fist. Vader. Yeah. Good old Vader. <laughs> That's fist why I was hesitant to say it. 
but they've never actually dealt have with you, Vader have you before. To this show before? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't you know what we are? Yeah. You thought 2017 was going to be different? <laughs> but but no, even even with that scene, um, which I I actually agree with you. I I'm not, I'm not saying it wasn't a cool scene. No, it, was it was very cool. It was a great scene. But, but it, I don't think it was anything like. Fucking, you know, call mom about or oh, anything. See, I, I called my mom and yeah. she's not I, 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 I thought it was no, I thought it was a good, it was a cool scene, but to me, it just it served the movie. Your mom. I'm sorry. I just pictured your mom as a fucking Jedi ghost. <laughs> Why didn't you fucking tell me this scene existed? Well, uh, what I told you was true from a certain point. Of view. And then you're like, you're a raging cunt, mom. <laughs> Why'd I even try Obi-Wan to talk to you? Such an asshole. Your mom just looks at you. You are the chosen one. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, I have a high ground. Um, <laughs> I don't like sand. <laughs> and brew. <laughs> Anyways, um, I no, I I will actually uh, disagree with you guys. I actually think it was uh, so well done, and I thought it was awesome. It, to me, now I likened it to uh, I likened it to when we actually got to see the brief. 15 seconds of Yoda being a badass, yes, yeah. which is like the only good 15 seconds of the movie. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like, we've waited a long time to see him do that in feature films. You can, again, forget all the fan fiction, all the non-canon stuff. Like you can see Vader do shit in other places. Like the video, comics and video stuff. games. Yeah, right. Yeah. But to actually did, did see you him- all fucking like skip, like, Empire Strikes Back? No, no, no. Because it's no. a clunky badass. It's no, no, no. What, what Derek's saying is that, like, yeah, that he had the fight with Luke and he does some shit, but, like, this is the, the real scene where you there, see him just ruthlessly, you, yeah. ruthless, just utilize going. the force. And, and, and their, their battle, and, and I, I get it. Like, he fight, he fights Luke in Empire Strikes Back and it's a great fight. And even in Return of the Jedi, I think that's actually a great, that's one of the better parts oh, yeah, of the great, movie. Yeah. Um, and it's a great scene, but, that scene is so built on the the like the story being told between the two characters that it's not about who's more badass it's about telling the story about them so this is the first time you just get to see the most imposing figure in the galaxy fucking show up Light his lightsaber and fucking cut through extras like butter, like that. Like that is amazing it, it, it's, to me. It's pretty, like, it's pretty that's much, awesome. it's pretty this much is Vader. the scene I wanted with the yeah, younglings. It's pretty much Vader, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just reenacting it. At least he had the practice. This reminds me of something. Oh, that's right. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was that uh, that thing to be like, oh yeah, he is a fucking badass. Like I don't know. When that's he, it's like when, like it, it was. Dude, like, I, I don't think, when was the last time we saw someone get force pushed up into the ceiling? Yeah. Just like, like oh, know, oh my the god. The other thing I will say, sorry, I don't mean to hammer this point too much, but the other thing I will say is a lot of people were talking shit <laughs> about when Kylo Ren showed up, because Kylo Ren does that whole thing where he stops the, the bolt. blast bolt, yeah. leaves it there, and like, people are like, oh shit, like he's even stronger than Vader, Vader's never done that, and then he Vader shows up, sh- and then he shows up in fucking Rogue One, and he's like, I don't need to dodge blaster shots or stop him, I'm gonna take all your fucking blasters and throw you up into your own well, ship. So go fuck I mean, yourself. We've seen Vader do that it's, trick it's before. Just, it, and more impressively, on Bespin, he fucking he's absorbed, 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 absorbed shot. Boxes. Yeah. He's like, yoink, yoink, give me your gun. Like, I've Have always, some yeah, I didn't. Plus, I think you're completely wrong because out of all the fancy shit he did, yoink your guns, he had the the thing in his hand. I, and he yeah. could have just been like, give me To that. be fair, the lighting wasn't very good. Oh, is so. that you couldn't see it? <laughs> 
couldn't see it. That's what it was. It was just his lightsaber was a light, you know. <laughs> it's the, the glare, the glare in the mask. Was just there was that. some swamp gas reflecting off of Venus. He was, he was right next to that guy, and the guy was like, "Take it." He could have just grabbed the whole dude. And that. Yeah, even if he didn't know what it was, like that's important. I, mean, just yeah. I love, I love that Matt. I love that Matt is petty enough to nitpick whether or not chip injury is fucking Miss Cleo, but he's totally fine and justifying Vader not taking the plans. Well, I think that that comes down to threat assessment. The guy kind of panicking at the door, trying to get the door open, is not a threat. So he's, Vader's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to worry no, about you until he, he gets you." Take it. <laughs> he, he That's can, important. He for, for all the guy could have known, it was a no, letter no, no, to his no, wife. No, shut up, baby. No, because even even when he passes it through, and then the, he opens the door and he goes after the next batch, you see a guy clearly. Running away yeah. with the plans, and Vader's like, ah, fuck him, yeah. and goes for everyone else. Like, no. Well, you know, Vader, he's all about the chase. <laughs> and, and to be fair for Vader, uh, his eyesight's probably not too good after being burned. So. He's got some glasses. He's not a stormtrooper. He actually hits his targets. But it's close range, man. Oh, it's not man. Like he's shooting the blaster. That is, I will say. Plus, this. you're going to argue that. <laughs> That Chirrut doesn't have force powers, but he's fucking like Daredevil when he's blind, but Vader just has a shitty mask and can't see. Get the fuck out of here. Go it's back to Geek and Sundry. There's no, why, there's no he, life in a floppy disk. He can't sense that. That's why he's standing ominously. He's like, oh, I missed it, didn't I? I fucking... They were right there, and I fucking... I shouldn't have put that guy through the door. Like, hey, don't tell the Emperor. He's, yeah, exactly. He's, like, he's just standing, this, uh, okay, looking hey, out on his page. He's like, fuck. Dude, Calm down. All, We're going to catch him in five this, minutes. You know what? This all makes sense. Now it totally makes sense why Tarkin seems like more of a badass in A New Hope and tells Vader to release him. And Vader's like, shit, he knows I didn't get the plan. <laughs> He's going to wrap me up. He's just just don't tell the Emperor, all right, buddy? All right, whatever, man. Uh, well, what? we, unfortunately, we, we, you got something real quick because we're out of time. Uh, my fi- one of my favorite moments in the movie was very uh, reminiscent of many movies when they had to force the title of the movie into the movie. <laughs> like Suicide Squad. Maybe we're a Suicide Squad. That should have been the title for this movie. This was, uh, oh, just say something. Oh, only the coolest fucking name ever. Rogue One. Well, also, where did he... Like, yeah, that, there's that no reason to call it Rogue One. Why, that the, why did the word Rogue pop out of your it fucking mouth? I, my girlfriend leaned over. We saw it together for the third time. She leaned over. She was like, huh? See? You hate it when they do that. You see that? <laughs> Bullshit. No, it is dumb. That was the coolest fucking name. That was like when they named Magneto and Professor X in first class. Oh, yeah. the but it was just... That's, it's a cool-ass name, and, and he names it because he just fucking thinks, oh, duh. Rogue like, One. We're not doing anything wrong it's here. Like, oh, I guess you just named and, Rogue and Squadron, the coolest I, squadron in Star Wars. I do, I do like it because he's also been the one dude that's like, huh? What's going on? Oh, shit. Oh, Rogue One? Yeah, that's what we are. Actually, you know who else was reacting like that? Every Imperial officer on every <laughs> We blind? Every, every single one. And like, it's throughout all the movies. Like, yeah, shit's no, going on outside, and every Imperial officer who's flying the ship, they're all like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> we Clearly. haven't been trained for this. We've only done simulations. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Our they first are, catch of the day. They, yeah. they are all very, like, they're exactly like Eddie Izzard's <laughs> interpretation of the Imperial. They're all, oh, Oh, uh, the, uh, are uh, the rebels here? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, I, 
Well, those you- bombs. <laughs> well, those are bombs on the beach. Oh, they look lovely from up here. <laughs> Uh, you're not scheduled to be here. No, we were rerouted from this place. Uh, I don't have that on record either. <laughs> uh, I mean, no follow-up question. Well, I guess TSA has the day off, so just come on in. I mean, they've got a clearance code. It's an old code, but it checks out. <laughs> Fucking okay, whatever. Fly casually, Bodie. I feel like we need another hour on this. Movie. I know. Jeez, I we do. Know. We totally I, I think could. The last time these people with old codes came in, some bad shit happened. <laughs> but you know what? Fucking let it go. I feel bad for uh, I feel bad for the stormtroopers who are like, oh, I get to go and like hang out on the beach all day and like the beautiful view. <laughs> like, oh shit, there's a war. Yeah, what are we guarding? The fucking documents that nobody cares. Like, yeah, shit no about. one cares about the server at all. This is how you know they don't give a fuck because they're walking around talking about old weapons that are getting discarded. <laughs> hey, Jared, did you see the T15s or uh, it's Seraph? I did it. Seraph, yeah, yeah, Seraph. Those people, you're right. Those are the guys who get like to join the army and like get the office jobs. They can't hack it. <laughs> They're the reserves. They're no, fucking no. hiding the documents. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there. Scarif is Zegama Beach. <laughs> I I just love too that like they wait until half of their troops are dead for him to be like, oh, send in my badass fucking black troopers to fucking annihilate the rebellion. Yeah, let's not stop this right away, but now... <laughs> Same dark helmets as Vader, and they can actually hit shit. Okay? <laughs> and I, I, can't, can't, I love the consistency with the Empire of putting shit in terribly located places. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, look at the, like the, the... All the little flash drives are on this giant tower of death. Like, yeah. what, what if we need to get to that? Oh, uh, well. Like, we got, well, we got hey, a robot. Well, it's process. a Star Wars yeah. movie. We got to have a shaft somewhere. <laughs> right. Oh, we got to move the satellite. The... Let's put this ominous bridge. Yeah. Like. What's funny is when I think the, sec- the second time I saw it and they blew up because the, uh, they did the uh, – I was like, oh, so they just nuked every plan for every – like all their Imperial <laughs> shit ever? Yeah. And the only reason it saved me is because I think there's a point where Tarkin's asking. He's like, is that where we stored the original plans? Uh, and I was oh, like, okay, yeah. they've got copies. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll we're cool. They can facility. rebuild it. Yeah. But even what was it when, when Jin was out on the, that bridge and the random fucking TIE fighter like fired on her and then just flew away? Well, he, Without, was, he, well, was, he was force sensitive. He could. <laughs> I was kind of like, that seemed unnecessary. Like, well, he was, like the TIE fighter's like, ah, I'm going to fire at the fucking tower for a second. We, there was a and lot then, of stuff in the trailer we didn't get because of the reshoots. One of them was from that scene where, uh, in the original yeah, trailer, the TIE fighter flies, the TIE fighter up. flies up and like, it's face to, it's a cool shot. She's face to face with a TIE fighter. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, she turns well, around. Hold on. Right. I would like to point out that that's your problem with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot. There's not, a lot. I'm not, holding back. Not that she can't adjust the fucking satellite from the main hub just to go out, <laughs> out to the, out to the, the inconvenient st- bridge <laughs> stupid fucking catwalk out the classic empire with like, their that's, bridges that's how the empire <laughs> like, builds look, their <laughs> systems I, I could understand it if she had to like manual like you're looking up at the satellite and do it. but no she literally just pushed the switch, switch up and it was like done it's, it's like yeah that doesn't make oh, sense also, <laughs> why why is so much of the empire technology manual like, they had to manually shift so they could shoot a message out yeah, to them. They don't even have Bluetooth, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they fucking transferred the files through Betamax. Uh, but why is the satellite unaligned in the first place? Like, nobody, <laughs> clearly nobody fucking goes up there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. They don't have like fucking sm- smartphones. You're either FaceTiming on a giant screen or you're talking or into, like it. a flashlight shaped walkie talkie. <laughs> it's like extremes. Yeah. Uh, the, mo- the movie pretty much, in my opinion, 
should have been like a Marvel one shot <laughs> for Star Wars. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it should have been. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Though. And it was no, I enjoyed. Well, it. I and that's it was I was good. just gonna say to all our listeners out there, we like this movie. Yeah, Imagine how we it. talk yeah. about something we, just, we hate. We're having a powwow right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't sit here for two hours and be like, yeah, yeah it's we great. It. It's boring. No, you remember how cool is. that one scene was? You yeah. liked it too. Remember how perfect this movie was, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just sit and think about it. <laughs> no, yeah, we, I loved it. You know what I'm gonna say? Fuck this movie. My star. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Well, we're 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 actually overtime. So. That being said. With Bill Maher. Yes. Uh, That's how we do shit in 2017. Matt, thank you so much for coming out again. Thanks for having Tell everyone uh, real quickly where they can find your shows and stuff. Uh, you can uh, find our shows on uh, get Ready, Bet, Go on Mondays on Geek and Sundry's Twitch at, from 2 to 4. Uh, Vault A113 on the Nerdist School Network. And you can follow me at Shy Guy Express. And look for Shy Guy Express on Twitch. Those will be my new channel. So Awesome. And Mike, where can people find out more information once more about... On, Roadhouse. You can look up Edwana Roadhouse on Facebook. It's just that easy. Boom. <laughs> Derek, you have, any, you have anything coming up? Uh, not right now, but keep checking back and all. All right, and uh, real quick, shout out to Scott Kearney, uh, who is listening. I'm sorry I didn't get to give you a shout out earlier. He said, like to shout out you guys, a great show to start the year. Chris Hardwick is looking for John Connor at NORAD. I've seen pics of him skiing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said, "He said, Derek, watch out for the dreaded role of one one for the epic fail at the, when the group needs you." And he says, "From a fellow D and Dier from the frozen tundra in the north." So, Scott, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and again, sorry this didn't happen sooner in the episode. We were just very passionate about yes, what we, we were talking were. about. Passionate. That's that's code for angry. Apparently, <laughs> that's <laughs> how you know it was a good movie. Yes, is that we we can argue so passionately. About yes, it. about really nothing. Yes, uh, hey. as as always, this will be available on our website. Website, as well as a new Dark Crusader comic strip coming out uh, at jackofallnerdshow.com. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later. Go! Go!